What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing this week? Man, I'm doing well. It's interesting because if we would have done this on a Thursday like we like we normally will do and we'll, we'll get back to doing when we're Titans over, I'd have been like, hype, hype, Jonah Hill, like, yes, but then we got a bombshell on Friday, and it was like, I'm kind of glad we, we're doing this right now, because news seems to always drop on Friday, but I'm I'm excited for a bunch of different things, the Jonah Hill news, the uh, Jeffrey Wright news, the Marvel-Star Wars combo news, I'm even kind of excited about the Jared Pilecki story we have coming down the pipeline, <laughs> but sure. no, man, my, my I mean, most... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I mean, it's been such a crazy week with film and television as well all of the stuff that came out this week um i still haven't gotten around seeing the between two ferns movie but i'm hearing like really great things about it yeah i need Uh, to watch that and on top of the irishman dropped a trailer and it looks phenomenal i know it's not on our notes but like yo i am i'm one of the biggest scorsese fans and him doing a movie with all his like top actors from uh, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, Harvey Keitel, and Al Pacino. That's something that I'm interested in. Like, the Irishman can't get here fast enough. Yeah, I think the Irishman's going to be pretty much a a groundbreaking film in its own right, whether it's good or not. Uh, just to have a movie of that kind of substance with that kind of director on on a Netflix is yeah, like, a this really helps big Netflix. deal. Especially because techno- we... Well, no, especially because we've been having all these conversations recently about, like, what is the value of the streaming services and awards? What is the, uh, yeah. I mean, um, are you going to be able to draw a crowd to the theater for, you know, dramatic Netflix. films? And also on top of that, Netflix is losing all its property. Like people are like, Ooh, is Netflix down and out? If this movie succeeds, then what's going to stop Quentin Tarantino? What's going to stop, uh, Christopher Nolan was going to stop these avant-garde great d- directors to say, yo, I want to go to Netflix. Netflix is this place now. Like it was, I mean, this, we've already like, seen it happening. Like, uh, what, who said that they were going JJ Abrams, uh, Shonda's um, there. Uh, Shonda, Ava's uh, there. Ava DuVernay, Matt Reeves, um, Patty, Patty J. Yeah. I was going to say Patty Jenkins and Matt Reeves. So, I mean, we're seeing it, but if, Ter- if, if Scorsese does it, then that, that makes room for like the Tarantino's, the Nolan's, the Spielberg's, the Francis Ford Coppola's like those style of directors. So I well, mean, I'm mean, just, if, if the Oscars starts taking what the Emmys are doing, then you might start seeing that push a lot more because, you know, we'll talk about the Emmys a little bit later on, but you know, a lot of this, the winners came from streaming surface shows. Oh, 100%. 150%. Also, Schubert, let me tell you what else I'm excited about this week's Titans episode. Look, I Whoa. said it last week. We are Nostra Shubmas and the Black Swami. <laughs> like, 100%. Like, if you listen to this pod and you don't watch Titans, then you know exactly what's going on in the show. And if you listen to this pod and you do watch Titans, then you're like... Damn, look at the Black Swami and Nostra Shoot must go. Like, I got to get you a better name because I, I came with that up on that. Like, that works, tweet. though. I mean, that was, like, pretty good off the spot. That's what I'm saying, bro. Nostra Shoot must and the Black Swami. Like, we're predicting this shit out here, but I can't wait to talk about that as well as some other stuff. But, uh, should be my man. Whenever you're ready, I'm ready to go. I didn't see any movies this week, so I don't have too much to talk about on that front. But this news, we got a lot of speculating. Um, one thing I will say real quick before we get into it, it was since you said you didn't see a movie this week. I actually watched an old movie this week. I watched Demolition Man. 
Oh, you ever seen you... Demolition Man? Isn't that the uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Uh... No, it's uh, Sylvester Stallone's Wesley Snipes. Oh, what, what am I thinking of? That's uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. You're thinking of Total Recall. Bullock. No, it's it's Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sandra Sandra Bullock. Well, Sandra, Sandra Bullock is in Demolition Man. Oh, she. Is? Oh, well, then maybe I was just thinking of the wrong actor. Maybe you just got uh, Schwarzenegger and uh, Stallone mixed up. I might have, cause she's wearing camo in that, huh? No, not really. She's uh, so she's a cop, so no. Oh, real? Well, then I okay. Yeah. Well, did you enjoy it? I did. I did. I did enjoy it. I thought it was really funny, and I think it's an interesting movie for people to check out. Like, it's not. I I, I say it's funny because of just some of the the small subtle jokes they make. It's not necessarily like a comedy. I mean, it's. Um, it's, a sci-fi, it's, I mean, it's a sci-fi action movie, mm-hmm. um, but it's definitely interesting because it's like more of the beginning of the career of Sandra Bullock in a sense. Like this is like pre-speed. Um, mm. So, you know, it's definitely interesting to see a young Sandra because I haven't seen a lot of her y- p- movies before speed, but I mean, pretty much. Really? And, um, and uh, Stallone doing his thing, you know, especially with Rambo coming out this week, it was cool to to get in a Stallone movie. This oh, is... yeah, Rambo is coming out this week. Oh, but, but you know... Oh, it's out? Oh, real, real, real. Well, you know what I'm going to see this upcoming week, and I know what you're going to see this upcoming week. We're now on Joker week. You guys are going to hear this on Monday. Joker will be out on Thursday, so, like, be ready for our review. I'm excited, man. Yeah, I'm... Uh, I know a lot of people are really hesitant about going, but I mean, especially, I mean, especially, yeah, I mean, we talked about it last week, huh? Yeah, no, we talked about it on this past main show that just came out. Yeah, we yeah we just talked about it on on the main show, and I mean, the thing about it is, is that I really feel like if you're like a person who lives in Mississippi or Alabama or Iowa or something like that, I really don't think that you need to be worried about it. Um, but I mean, if you are a person who lives in a city and you feel a little bit hesitant and then maybe you shouldn't like, if that's the way you feel, but the, the thing that I would argue with that is you can go to the super supermarket that night and the same thing could happen. Mm-hmm. Look, we're not here to tell you guys like what to do or what not to do. We're not here to downplay what has happened in the past, but I'm just saying like, you got to live your life. Cause like Schubert said, that could happen with you just going to like the airport that could happen with you just going to the supermarket. That could happen to you going Walmart. to Walmart, Walmart, I mean, a basketball game, like a public school game. Like that could happen anywhere. Like it's happening at schools. It happened at a church. Like it happens the, the, high like, school football games. It has, it, it, unlike humans, it doesn't, uh, uh, discriminate. Like it, it goes where it goes anywhere, anywhere is possible. So, you guys go out and see Joker, man. Like, let's have a discussion with like the fans that who listen to this. Go out and see it, and we want to have a conversation with you guys on Twitter and just after we review it and see what you guys think. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, let's uh, let's get into the news here. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Let's oh wait, 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 wait. This week, pitch, bro. We didn't even intro how we have a pitching match this week. Uh, yeah, we do have a pitching match, huh? Yeah, and we got. <laughs> It's an intro, yo. This picture match is fucking. This picture match is wild. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting picture match. This is the first time that we are having people from outside the Bros Who Think Network play the game. So it was definitely interesting to get some new perspective, some new blood into the mix. Yeah, man, the league's growing. Look, this week's match between Nola Pell's Reddit, you uh, otherwise known as Louise. You will guys find that out in the uh, 
in the pod. If you guys don't know, the guy we always talk about, Nola Pell's Reddit, he has a name, and we find out his name in this <laughs> in this episode. Also, he is playing Justin BP from the Subculture Vulture podcast. So very interesting match. You guys will be able to hear that after uh, our Titans review. So stick around till the end for that pitch it match. It is a it is a barn burner. So uh, Schubert, now I'm ready. All right, so we've been prolonging it. Let's go ahead and get into the news. All right, so there's some really exciting stuff that's been happening. Lyndon said it early on with some of this, the franchises that we love. And, of course, if there's any chance that I could start off with Star Wars, I'm going to start out with Star Wars. So Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige is developing a new Star Wars movie for Disney. And Feige will... Um, uh, join Kathleen Kennedy in ushering in a new wave of Star Wars content following the conclusion of the Skywalker saga. And another little piece of Star Wars news as well, Deborah Chow, who's one of the directors for The Mandalorian, is also set to direct the Obi-Wan series on Disney+. Plus. Ooh, interesting. Okay, so I want to ask your honest opinion, because I didn't talk to you about this off-air, just for a, for a reason to, to get what you think on-air. How do you feel? And with the rumor of Kevin Feige doing, well, not rumor, with the confirmation of Kevin Feige doing Star Wars, the rumor is that either Brie Larson or Chadwick Boseman is going to join him to star in it. We saw Chris Evans saying that he wants to do it. How do you feel about this Marvel flair coming into your 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 baby, coming into Star Wars? I mean, I'm fine with it. I mean, it really has nothing to do with Star Wars because it's not like, you know, Captain America is going to pop in to the Star Wars universe. You know, these are just really high quality actors that are going to get utilized in the star Wars films, which is exactly what I'm asking for. Well, let me you rephrase know. it. How do, do you think it'll be a distraction because you'll people, you'll see them as captain America and Brie Larson. And, and I mean, I mean, as captain American, captain Marvel and, and black Panther and so on and so forth. Like what if my, like my co-host on the radio was like, what if Robert Downey Jr. Was in as a Han Solo role in my, like, I don't know if I would feel that. Cause like, I, I would love him as a bounty hunter type deal. But my thing is, is he too noticeable? Like, are they typecasted at this point? Is, is, is my question. Oh, I don't know. I mean, like, maybe with Robert Downey Jr., that's a little bit of a different kind of feel with that. Like, I just don't see, I just really don't see Robert Downey Jr. fitting into Star Wars. I mean, I could be wrong with that, but I mean, like, let's talk about the, some of the names that have been fleshed out, like Brie Larson. I think Brie Larson could go into Star Wars seamlessly. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be huge. Like, I, I think, think Brie Larson I would be a huge Star Wars casting. I think either between her or I, I, my thing is I'm signing with, I think Chadwick Boseman would be great in Star Wars. I think he would be too. That's what I'm saying. I think that a lot of those Marvel actors would be really great at having in the Star Wars universe. Cause I've, we've talked about before how I've wanted to pull Game of Thrones actors in the Star Wars. I would, I feel the same way about Marvel. I feel the same way about DC. Like I'd love to see uh, Robert Pattinson get, have a chance at a Star Wars thing. He was actually someone I was throwing out names with people before he was cast as Batman. Like I had, I mean, I could see some Sith named actors jumping into star Wars roles. It just depends on how you want to utilize them. And you do make a good point with the name credibility. When we go through all the star Wars franchises in the past, you bring out newer names. Like when, uh, when the original trilogy came out, Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher weren't necessarily the biggest names out there. Yeah. Uh, Hans, it was only, uh, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Yeah. Um, and then in the sequel trilogy, the ones that are going on right now, you know, John Boyega and Daisy Ridley were almost unknowns. 
Yeah, I mean, shooting. Oscar Isaac was just getting his feet like wet, and like people just started to like, okay, Oscar Isaac's this dude. He had Ex Machina mm -hmm. around the same time, and like th those films together kind of put his name out there. But then, like, if you think of, and it's the same kind of case with the prequel too. Yeah, I mean, you, you only had, you only had Christensen. It's just Samuel. Like Samuel's the only. We we know you and McGregor now, but like at that point, Samuel was the star of the uh the uh sequ of the uh, prequel. So. I mean, sure. I would I would love to see Chadwick Boseman or Brie Larson in there, but my thing is, let them have lightsabers for the love of God. Uh, I mean, that's that's always a, a difference in between opinion between you and I. Jesus, because, man! Um, I can You're totally see Brie, Brie I mean, I can see Brie Larson doing it. I can see Chadwick doing it. I mean, I can see them with lightsabers, but I could also see them doing other things. I, mean, I don't. I, look, my thing is this: I do not want to see Chadwick if he's in it. I don't want to see him without a lightsaber because I'm tired of. The black guy being and look, call call it if, if, if look call wait. Let me say this: call it what you want. Lynn's playing the race card. I never do that ever. But my thing is this: we only got one. Like we only got one. And I know women might be like, "Oh, well, we only got one." And I'm and I'm with y'all. Maybe make 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 Brie Larson a, a a Jedi. But like, yo, give me Chadwick, man. John Boyega was supposed to be one, and now he's fucking. Who knows what he's doing in this new shit, man? Who knows? I'm, so, I'm so sad. Ryan Johnson killed that guy character. <laughs> like, I loved Finn, man. I don't know what the hell's going on with him now. But that's my thing. I want you to be a, a freaking Jedi. Now, Chris Evans? Chris Evans could be like a, like a non-Jedi. Sure. I mean, I could see him in, in a pilot's chair. That's it's my just thing. One, I, I think that you're on something here. Like, I really feel like if they're going to develop something, that they're going to develop something with lightsabers, especially after the Skywalker saga. I don't really know what this, like, the when the news, when that news came out, it's really vague, because it's just like he's developing a new Star Wars movie for Disney. Yeah. Um, We don't know whether that's going to be something that appears as a feature film, something or that appears with, on Disney Plus. Or if it's with one of the people that's already been announced to work on stuff, like, is Sure, this, like, is he is he going to be working the with off DB and Weiss? Yeah. yeah. Or is he working with Johnson? Which I... If I'm being honest, and this is separate from D.B. Weiss and uh, Ryan Johnson, I feel like Kevin Feige's kind of stepping above. Like, I think D.B. Weiss is happening. DB, uh, Benioff and Weiss is happening no matter what. But I think this might slide in front of that Ryan Johnson stuff if he's not with any of those that we've mentioned already. Well, I mean, you know, what I actually think happened in all this is Bob Iger's like, okay, Star Wars is the one franchise that we've kind of dropped the ball with. Wait, I agree with you already, and you haven't even finished. I know where you're going with this. I'm with you. And he's like, well, Marvel's doing so well. Let's have Kevin come in here, and we, you know, we have these two directors that are going to be doing Star Wars trilogies, apparently. And we know that Benioff and Weiss are doing it, but they're coming off a really, really sketchy season on Game of Thrones where, where they had to create the content, and a lot of people are like really iffy on how that turned out. Sure, they won an Emmy. But I think that was a, a pity Emmy. Mm. Um, and uh, and then, you know, with Ryan, you know, Ryan obviously has his issues with the divisiveness of The Last Jedi. So I think that, you know, that was Bob Iger's idea. Like, you know, Kathleen Kennedy really isn't cutting it for a lot of people out there on how the Star Wars has been handled. Let's bring in someone who is nope. handling something right. And let me add something to your thing. I think it's more so of, and I agree with everything you just said, but I'm just adding like a little bit of sprinkles on top of the ice cream you mm -hmm. already made. Kathleen Kennedy's a great movie producer in the sense of how to make a movie. You sure. know what I mean? Like what goes into like everything behind the scenes, like picking talent, like making it, but she should not be in charge of creative. Like that's just point blank period. She should not be in charge of creative. It has not worked so far. Like 
Marvel has proven that if you want a solid timeline and what Kevin Feige has done, he's shown he can make creative decisions as a creative executive producer. He can get people, he can not only get talent, but he can work with the talent and utilize the talent's best abilities, but inside of the ballpark that he creates for the talent. So my thing is, I feel everything you said, but Bob Iger just wants someone to handle in on the creative more for Star Wars. And that's why I feel like Kathleen Kennedy's still going to be producing and still going to be a president, but it's really Feige's creative idea at this point. Well, and you mentioned the actors that have already said expressed interest in being a part of Star Wars now. I think that was part of it too. You know, bringing oh, yeah. in Kevin Feige and having all of these people that he already has connections to and people trust him. It, it just gives those actors more of uh, more incentive to may take that risk. Someone yeah, that they no. trust is behind it. I'm with you. I, I feel like it was. I feel like literally it was everything we've just said. Like, I, I and we. And it's funny because we've said this before, or at least I think I've asked it to you. Why doesn't Kevin? Like, I feel like Kevin Feige is gonna switch over if he ever decided to. And it looks like. He's not switching over completely because, I mean, Marvel's still his baby. And with that, like, this is the news we don't even have it on the docket, but Kevin Feige's supposedly taking the TV over from uh from Jeff Loeb. Like, he took Ghost Rider and, like, to go into the movie Disney Plus TV era, and it looks like he's getting more control of the TV. We didn't put that in the news because it's not 100% fully, but, like, Kevin Feige's kind of... My question now is, do you think he's stretching himself too thin? Yeah, that kind of is what I'm thinking of at this point. But I also feel like, I mean, I also feel like um, they kind of want him to be more involved with everything and they can kind of take the hit on if Marvel drops a little bit, you know, yeah. like if, if they can boost everything up a little bit and Marvel takes a slight hit, I think they can handle it. And my thing is also on top of that, even though I asked the question, like until he shows us, that he is stretched too thin, like, I'm going to still believe he can put out this quality. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, like, it's going to be interesting, but this man is now, like, he if he wasn't already, he's one of the hardest working men in Hollywood and one of the biggest stars. Like, if anybody sure. is going to replace Bob Iger, I mean, Kevin Feige is putting his name up in the... But the only thing is, I don't know if he'd want to do that corporate shit. Yeah, um, but that's really all I have with the Star Wars thing, besides Deborah Chow. Like I said, she's going to come in to do Obi-Wan Disney+. Plus. Ooh, she's already been that... involved in the Star Wars, so I feel like that's good that you're going to bring in someone who's already dealing with Star Wars to do more Star Wars. I Shows you have confidence in her, like that. Sure, yeah, yeah definitely. Like they, they're excited with her Mandalorian stuff, but dope, dope. All right, let's move on to the next topic. Shuby, we got some Batman news. Yo, when this dropped earlier in the week, Schubert, I felt like a freaking fiend, like I was like on drugs or something for this Batman news. I was like, bombs are dropping? Give me more bombs. My girlfriend was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm on Twitter, like refreshing, refreshing, tweeting at Daniel, like, yo, Daniel, drop the bombs, bro. Umberto was in Italy. I was like, yo, Umberto, get back from Italy, my G. Like, drop the bombs, dog. Yeah, like we're sitting here, like, <laughs> scrolling Jeff, Jeff Snyder's uh, Twitter feed, which we... You know, we love Jeff Snyder, but he's not usually our right-away go-to. And so, I mean, Jeff <laughs> yeah, Snyder was out there bringing out, was dishing it out. I mean, like, uh, we found out, should we, just, we'll go ahead and say, like, Jonah Hill and uh, is going to, is in talks to be a villain. And then Jeffrey Wright is in talks to play Commissioner Gordon. I think that's all but confirmed now. Yeah, Jeffrey uh, Wright's in soon. Right now, Jonah Hill is, is uh, negotiating with Warner Brothers, but, like, as long as, they decide that he he gets paid, then like he'll be in the movie. 
Definitely, yeah. Uh, they're nope. definitely working that out, um, but we just don't know what role he is yet. Yeah, well, let's talk about Jonah Hill in a second. Jeffrey Wright, I love his Commissioner Gordon. Like, I don't this care was... what like the people say on the internet about the race stuff. Like, Jeffrey Wright is a brilliant casting for Commissioner Gordon because I think he can pull off Jim. Yeah, I mean, I'm for all the people out there that have issues with like race and movies and all that, I, you're talking to the wrong two people because we really don't care. Like, especially with things that are made up, like, you know, you're telling me that a mermaid can't be black or that, um, you know, we can't have a comic book character be portrayed in a different way. Like, give yeah, me a break. it's not, it's, so. not, it's not, it's not like this is Batman or Superman or any of the big, the big, like, this is well, a side character. It's, it, it's not like we're making a JFK movie and making JFK black. Like, yeah, true, true, true. This is real. This yeah, is no, real. This is fantasy. Yeah, no, I'm with you. So, but let's talk about like Jeffrey Wright in Westworld was like such a cerebral. Like he gave off a vibe, and he showed he could get a little dark at times. I liked what you said, like that you want to see from him. So I let you say that. But I think yeah. he'll be more of a. Even though we didn't get to see a lot of J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon, I I don't think he'll be like as action-y as Ben McKenzie, who obviously was a young Jim Gordon Gotham, but I'm thinking more of the comics where we see a younger Jim. I think he's going to be more in line with, like, Gary Oldman mixed with J.K. Simmons. Yeah, that's where I'm thinking, too. Like, when I when this was first cast, I told Lyndon, I was like, I love the casting. It's someone that I... It's it's like the, the one name that we didn't think of that is perfect. And we and we um, named all the black, like, actors that it could have been when we heard the Jamie Foxx sure. in... In John Carlo Van- John John Carlo Esposito's rumor, which turns out it was a real rumor because Mahershala Ali was actually the one in line for this before he chose Blade. Yeah, yeah, it was it definitely was a real rumor, and Esposito had a shot at it. Yeah, he um, did. But it ultimately went to Jeffrey Wright, and I think that was a good call. What I was telling Lyndon when I first found out the news was that I was really interested and seeing how Jeffrey Wright plays this, because I didn't really watch all that much Westworld, but from what I've seen of Jeffrey Wright in the past, is that he plays more of a, like you said, cerebral, sometimes feeble character. Yeah. So I didn't know how menacing he would be as like a cop, you know, especially like, you know, one of the top cops. So like, I'm, I'd be interested to see how that goes. But of course, Jim Gordon, we've seen in other portrayals, this isn't the Gotham Jim Gordon. I mean, it's not going to be that young. He's obviously going to be an older guy, and it's fine if he doesn't have like the biggest action scenes. I just want him to appear as someone that criminals would be afraid of, you know? Yeah, that that they, well, at least they respect this Commissioner Gordon. You know what I mean? It, exactly. Like, do you, I, yeah. Do you think he has as much action as Gary Oldman? Because Gary Oldman got a lot of action as Jim Gordon. Yeah, Gary Oldman got a lot of action. I think it won't be as much. I don't I'm know the long Halloween storyline. Well, it's more. I, that's why I said more like J.K. Simmons. It's a lot of him talking on the rooftop with Batman, discussing things, exactly. uh, discussing things at crime scenes. Like he's more of like the older, like he's the in charge of things, like figuring things out and then being the li- liaison to Batman instead of doing like action scenes like Gary Oldman was doing. You know what I mean? No, like, I mean I, he's not gonna he's not gonna be like going around with Batman and kicking people's asses. No, 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 no. But you know how Gary Oldman was busting up crime lords with guns and shit, like breaking into like, uh, uh, what's what the Maroney's and, uh, Falcone's like operation with gun. Like Gary, Gary Oldman was in SWAT at one point. During that movie. That's just what I'm saying. I don't don't think think he's going to be in SWAT, but I mean, I, I, I don't think that 
you know, Jeffrey Wright's going to be doing all of that, but I, I really wanted to see him pull out a gun and, like, mm-hmm. at least do a little bit of something. Like, I don't want him to be just rooftop talking because that, that's my knock on him. It's like, of course he can do that. Okay, I feel where you're coming from. Yeah. Well, well, that's enough on Jeffrey Wright. Let's talk Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill, Jeff Snyder reported that, he, well, he thinks that it's from what he's hearing, it's leaning towards Riddler. But then uh, I think the Hollywood Reporter, someone, someone put out that uh, as of now, Matt Reeves doesn't know whether he wants him to be Penguin or Riddler or another villain. But I don't think it's gonna be any other villain. I think it's between those two. As of now, which one are you? Which one would you prefer him to play? I'm going back and forth because I'm hearing really credible arguments for either. Um, I think. That I'd be more comfortable with him playing Penguin, just just because like I have I like that's such safe an, yeah I just, I just have such an idea of who Edward Nigma is that I just don't feel like Jonah Hill fits that. Um, but I mean, you could always go with whatever direction you wanted to. I think that he could do either one because like the main thing is like a lot of people are thinking of Jonah Hill and I think they're thinking of like super bad Jonah Hill and they're like oh Penguin and I'm like no I mean he's not that guy anymore. Yeah. Um, Wolf of Wall Street, I know it's a different character, but that kind of gives me, like, Nigma vibes. Like, his character sure. is odd. Like, I kind of want to see him be Riddler. I think Penguin is the easy choice. Like, if you saw him in War Dogs, like, he can be a gun runner. Like, that, like and he'd be great at being Penguin. But I just think I've seen him progress as an actor, and his hero is Jim Carrey, and he liked how Jim Carrey transitioned in one of the movies Jim Carrey did was... Riddler as Batman, I I just could see him following in his hero's footsteps, and the, I would the, love to see him be Riddler. But he'd be a very thing, different Riddler from Jim Carrey. Very. The one thing that I think of whenever I think of him being the Riddler is that I imagine 21 Jump Street, and it's just like, I just, like, him just, like, prancing around and, like, doing the Peter Pan thing or whatever. I don't know. I just imagine the Riddler being, like, a crazy eccentric person, and from Jonah Hill, that's, like, the first thing I think of with him is, like, weird stuff he did in 21 and 22 jump street so like based on the things that i've seen him in i just haven't seen anything that really jumps out as riddler to me like i've heard a lot of people say that wolf of wall street thing and i'm like honestly with that wolf of wall street thing i could see that being a good representation on how he could do a different penguin like it's just one of these things where like how do you want to take the penguin like do you want to do a danny devito penguin and that's no, my thing i don't thing. think you should if he's doing Danny DeVito, I do not want to see him do that. Like, I, I think he's, I think he's better than that because I feel like people are just saying that based upon his weight and based upon what he used to look like. Because if you see Jonah Hill now, he's buff. And I think if he was to be Penguin, I would want to see him as Iceberg Lounge Batman, the new Batman Adventures mixed with in the in one of the games they've had a Penguin who was like gun runner, like actually shot, fought, like was. Action or like, I would want to see him do that style of penguin. Nowhere near Danny DeVito level. No, no, not at all. I mean, I guess one thing I would say that could give him more credit to Riddler is I think age-wise it would probably fit the best. Mm, that's another thing. And if he's supposed to have a big role in this, being detective-y, being that long Halloween, you could give that role to Riddler, one of the roles to Riddler. It would make sense. Like I, I, I just would like him as Riddler, but I, I like you. I, if he's Penguin, I'm not upset. You know what I mean? No, like, I mean, uh, this, like, like I said, and like we both said, I mean, it could go either way. Um, yeah. It's just what you think it could be better. I mean, I'm not the one choosing. 
So, I mean, yeah, I trust with whatever they want to go to. At the end of the day, I'm just really excited that Jonah Hill wants to be a part of it. And I think that That's whichever, whichever thing he, 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 whichever role he decides to play, I think he's going to kill. But one thing that surprised me the most out of the week is that he wanted to get all the money. But after what, hearing some of the explanations, I understand. That was just the one thing of me. I was like, whoa, this dude has double the money as a star. But he's, he's a bigger star than Robert Pattinson. And if you're Robert Pattinson, you don't ask for a lot for the first one because they don't believe you can do it anyway. And, like, if you kill it, then when they want to come re-up and put you in Justice League movies, that's when you get the bag. Well, I mean, and that's part of the deal with the other part of the casting is, like, if you're going to pay this dude that much money, then this better be a character that is central to the plot. Also, I think he's a one-off. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Well, you mean he's like he's not going to come in another DCEU? Yeah, or I, I think if he, I don't think he's going to come back to another Batman or, or anything like that. I think this is just like his villain, and they'll and like after this they'll use others because if they're paying him ten million, I don't think he's getting that every film. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't think they use him in others unless well, in the, uh, unless in the contract it's like you get less each time. But I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, the good thing about Batman is that there is no central villain if unless you count the Joker. Yeah, uh, true. so. He doesn't. If he was the Riddler, I mean, he doesn't have to be in any other Batman movie. Yeah, you make a great point. So that's that's all we really got on this Batman news. Let's jump back to the MCU. It didn't take long. I we talked about this off air last episode because Daniel gave us like some inside scoop that Sony was talking back with Marvel, and it just so happened Spider Man's back in the MCU. But for everybody saying, "Oh yeah, he's back," they're excited. Let me pump the brakes for you guys he's back for one movie to close out his mcu story as well as a new avengers movie so they can close out peter parker's uh trilogy with them and give him a right send-off so he can be in the sony movies and sony could decide after that if they want to repartner with marvel but that's just so marvel can finish out his story and they're going to get some of the money stuff they wanted so this is he's back in the mcu for now we don't just know if for this just, one movie and then he's going back to sony's He's in the in this one movie and New Avengers. So two that, movies. Two movies and that's it. As of now. All right. How you feel about that? Like I mean, I, it's interesting. I don't know. I mean, and like I was the one person that I feel like in, out of everyone who is actually very optimistic about the idea of taking Spider Man out of the MCU, just because I the more and more I think about it, I just I I didn't like Far From Home as much as I liked a lot of the other movies. I mean, and it's a lot of what the criticisms I've said. People can knock on me all all they want about it, but I mean, like, I what Homecoming gave me was exactly what I expected out of a Spider-Man movie, minus some of the you know, crucial Spider-Man details that they decided not to use. Um, but I mean, I just this this news really doesn't excite me as much as the rest of the the world does, because I mean, it's just going to be closing out. A, that's, closing that's closing out a storyline that I'm already not that high on because I don't understand why you released his name and like it's just... they did it for this this purpose and it's like also if you close out and put him in the new Avengers and Feige said that he was gonna finish his story in the new Avengers to where he can go and be free how do you like what what's the point of like that. Like, I just don't get what's the point. And, like, I, th I think Disney's betting on the fact that if Venom 2 and Morbius don't, isn't successful, the word on road right now is if those two movies don't succeed, then they're going to re-up with Marvel and let them use the full cast and range and, like, build out Spider-Man. But, like, what if it does succeed? Then we're kind of in limbo land of not knowing what we do with Spider-Man. Like, the MCU stuff's not important. So it's like, this news is 
not as good as the world is thinking it is as right now. Like, it's just to appease you fans. But, like, if Sony's successful, then, like, he's not going to be in the MCU. Well, I mean, I didn't really like Tom Holland's reaction either. And it's just. Yeah. Like, I thought that was a little too spicy. I was like, yo, Sony could fire you, bro. Sure. I mean, it's just one of these things where I don't understand why Sony's such the the villain here. Yeah. Like, they wanted, they had the IP. They wanted to not be cheated out of the money. Um, and, you know, I, I, I just think, I don't know. Man, it's just like, the more and more, like I said, the more and more I think about Far From Home, I'm like, why did they do this? Why did they do that? What are we going to do now? Like, what is the point of this? Like, we're bringing in all these people. And then you want to tell me that Spider-Man's not going to be in, in there anymore. So, like, what's the whole point of Spider-Man now at this point? Is it just for this Tony Stark arc? Like, That's my thing. I mean, like, what's the purpose I feel like, of him going forward? I, like, I don't I, I feel like people are are trying to say that the best Spider-Man arc of all time was probably the least Spider-Man story of all time. That's my thing, like... I said it from the jump when the first one came out, and I remember when Cameron was on here. You argued with me with the first. I don't. I don't like the fact that they replaced Uncle Ben with Tony Stark. It tied him too much to being a sidekick. It made him too much of. He became the Robin of this this universe, and he grew. He became the Nightwing slash Robin, but not even to that extent. If you get what I'm saying, like he became the protege. It wasn't. Spider-Man's his own thing. Like, Spider-Man's one of the strongest heroes in Marvel. He's one of the leaders in Marvel, yet he was sidelined and became his whole purpose was because of Tony Stark. Yeah, I mean, that's how I feel about it. And then even when we tried to move away from it, it was all this struggle about how he couldn't move away from it. Because of Tony, yeah. Because of Tony, and I'm like, no. Like, I just don't, after more and more, I just don't feel like that they've done Spider-Man right. And I guess that's a really weird take to say, and a lot of people are going to come at me about it, but. I agree, man. I've been saying that. And I'm I'm not telling, I'm not saying that the Amazing Spider-Man did Spider-Man right, or I'm not saying that all the Tobey Maguire's did Spider-Man right. But I mean, like, as a person who actually did, out of all the comic books out there, I actually did read and read Spider-Man and, like, actually was invested in the animated series and, you know. There's there's only like two superheroes that I really know shit about, and it's Spider Man and Batman, and I just don't feel like I I don't feel it very confident do. and comfortable in the direction that they're taking it right now. I felt more comfortable with the idea of mixing a Spider Man, whether it's Tom Holland or not, with Morbius and Venom and Craven and yeah, getting him back to his his roots. Now I feel you on that, man. That's all I really got on Spider Man being in them back in the MCU. For you MCU fans out there, I know you guys are excited, but I just wanted to make you pump the brakes because we don't know how this is gonna go moving forward. But that's all I got on that topic, Shuby. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about some of the things that happened in the Emmys. Um, I don't want to go. Game of Thrones shouldn't have won. I'm yeah, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to go thing for thing, but let's start to talk about some of the things that I remember. I think. Uh, Something that really surprised me was Phoebe Waller-Bridge winning for Fleabag, because mm. I didn't know much about Fleabag. And um, I heard I'm it's trying- good. Yeah, I heard it's really good too, and I'm I'm trying to watch it now. I watched the first episode, and uh, I've, I'm not gonna like judge it off the first episode because I've only watched one episode, and I've heard it that the first two episodes are a lot to get through. And that's one thing. As if I can go on a small tangent with Amazon, besides the boys, it takes three episodes. Oh, like really? with any of the shows, I feel like besides the boys, because the boys legitimately hooked me in ten minutes. Um, but and I'm not gonna, I wouldn't put Maisel in there either, because after the first episode of Maisel, I was pretty much into it. 
Um, but yeah, for like Carnival Row, um, Good Omen. Yeah, that's Carnival Row is slow as hell. Like just some of the things that it's the third episode that gets me sometimes. So we'll see how it goes with Fleabag. I haven't gotten there yet, but I thought that was a really big win. Um, I shout think... out to Jarrell Jerome with uh, yeah. uh, his his Emmy speech. I mean, his Emmy win for When They See Us and. Mm-hmm. A- shout out to uh, because Ava that movie went very under the radar, and I thought Ava maybe should have won for director. Like, good up for Jason Bateman winning for Ozark, but like, what Ava did was incredible with that thing. Sure, I don't think they were in the same category though. Oh, she wasn't in the. Uh, oh, so what did Jason she, Bateman win for? Because hers was a limited series, and Ozark's a not a limited series. It was oh, drama. okay, so I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Got best director for a drama. Okay, good for Jason Bateman though, because Ozark's fire. Yeah. I thought that was one of the more fun moments of the whole thing. Because, I mean, I didn't watch the Emmys, but the one clip that I did like was him winning that award and him being so surprised. And it was, yep. like, it was like, what? Who won, for, was uh, who won for comedy actor? Comedy actor was a lot of Maisel. For the supporting what? actor and actress, it was both Maisel. Tony Shalhoub and Alex Bornstein, who who plays Lois for Family Guy. If no, no one knows oh, that. Oh, Bill, Bill Hader won. Cool. Yeah. Bill right. Hader won, and for the women, it was Phoebe Waller-Bridge. So. Ooh, okay, so Bill Hader won for uh, lead actor, and supporting actor was Ben Winshaw for, uh, what is he in? Uh, no, I thought it was Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub, nah, I don't know, bro. It's saying Ben Winshaw for uh, supporting act. Oh, no, 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 Tony Shalhoub in a comedy series. Yeah, you're right. Ben yeah. Winshaw was uh, in a limited series of movie, and P- Peter Dinklage won for freaking... Game of Game Thrones. Thrones yeah. Did didn't I tell you that uh Peter was gonna win and then you said Michelle? Mm-hmm. For, so uh yeah, none of the uh none of the yeah, Game lead, of Thrones women won. Lead lead actor in a drama went to Billy Porter for Pose. Which mm, good for him. That was a really that was one that no one saw coming. Um Posse. Schubert said Posse last week. Yeah. Same winner, Schubert Pose. I told your ass people fucked with Pose. I, I know it now. Ass. Yeah, I know you do. Uh, Jody Jody Comer, C- Comer. I'm gonna go with Comer Comer because the Spanish in me wants to say Comer. But uh, uh, she won lead actress in a drama series for Killing Eve. Shout out to my girl Patricia Arquette for winning for uh that's for for that show. What uh what's it called from Hulu? Uh, what the hell was that show called? The Act. The Act. Yes, yeah, she won. I told you. She did. Shout yeah. To- Shout out to her. Also, shout out to Chernobyl for winning the limited series. Yeah, I mean, shit, Chernobyl deserves it, bro. Yeah, and Chernobyl. Fleabag won comedy series. So no, this is us. No, this is us. Nope. Did, who won best talk show? Do you see it? Best talk show. Yeah, which one ended up getting it? Because I remember we were talking between. I said Kimmel, and then I was. I'm gonna like, guess oh, last week tonight because last week tonight went for writing. writing. Yeah, I'm and seeing it. directing. I don't, I don't see it, but oh no, yeah, last week tonight, variety series talk show. Yep, John Oliver won. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, he he does have the best talk show right now. Jimmy Kimmel's kind of the same shtick, so good for uh. The oh my bad, my bad. I don't think. Oh, that's probably the episode. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, no, last week tonight won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good on them. All right, but yeah, that's all. That's all. That's the all the Emmys. Yeah, Emmy talk. Yeah. So what we got next? Well, speaking of one of those Emmy winners, Jodie Comer, the Killing Eve actress is in talks for Ridley Scott's The Last Duel. She's going to star alongside Matt Damon and Ben Affleck in a revenge drama from Disney Fox. 
that is set in the 14th century France. And it follows a man who goes to war and returns to discover a friend of his has raped his wife. And no one believes her. The soldier appeals to the king of France and says he wants to fight a duel to the death to decide the man's fate, becoming the last legally sanctioned duel in France. The film has not yet been greenlit. However, the studio is still deciding how to move forward. Sources have indicated that Comer's casting is a sure thing that should get the film to go ahead and get approved. So the last duel is expected to go into production early next year. You know who shouldn't be in this film? Who? Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Why? Bro, how are they? Do you, they're too American for me to be in a 14th century France film as knights. Like, uh, uh, what's their accent about to be? Uh, I mean, that's just getting real nitpicky, man. That's just like saying that, you know, uh, Jeffrey Wright have... can't, be, can't be Jim, Jim Gordon, Gordon. Cause he's because he's portrayed by a white person. I mean, it's just, it's whatever. It's more, I think it's more about the story than it is about the historical context of it all. I guess. I'm, I feel you on that. You're right. I am being nitpicky, but I don't... What was Richard Madden doing? What was some of these, these, these British, French actors? That's my... I don't know. I just... Every I mean, time I, I, see, don't, I don't think a British actor is going to help anymore. You're right. Where are these French actors? I, I don't know. I just think Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, I just feel they make a certain type of movie. Like, with Ford versus Ferrari, I knew Ben... I knew Matt Damon was not about to be the Ferrari driver... Or the, 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 the Ford driver who's from a different country. I knew he was about to be the guy who he's playing. Like, you know what I mean? But maybe that's just me not opening my mind up and seeing them do other roles. It's just I don't see them in one of those historical old-time films. You know what I mean? Like, I see them in either modern-day present films, future films, or even films that took place in America in the 80s and then, like, the 70s, 60s, even Prohibition times. I just don't know if I see them in this 14th century war movie i guess i don't know maybe it's just because like it me it makes me kind of think of timeline a little bit which is this movie that i love it's one of my favorite movies and it has paul walker gerard butler in it and they go back in time to that time and they pretend to be french people so i'm just like i mean it's just like that <laughs> <laughs> but is that a comedy no it's a drama oh it's serious really? action adventure sci-fi war See, but like, think of that Timothy Chalamet movie. I I like all those dudes in that movie, even though Joel Edgerton's weird, but he wrote it. Like, whatever, I rock with it. But I'm just, I don't know, man. Sure, I mean, do you think Timothy Chalamet could play a French person in a movie? Shit, I'm rocking with it. (laughs) I believe Timothy Chalamet, whatever he's doing, that he's a good actor. Not saying he's an American. I'm not. It, maybe. So I mean, he can't be a French actor, me, or he can't. Saying, he can't. He can't portray a French person. All right, I, I get what you're saying. Me saying that was wrong of me. That's not what I meant. I just meant I can't see Matt Damon and Ben Affleck specifically, not based upon like them playing a French or anything like that. Just I can't see them in one of those historical reenactment movies. Like I know Brad Pitt was in Troy. But it just worked with him. I just don't see Matt Damon and Ben Affleck being Scottish kings or French kings and soldiers. Like I just, I'm not buying it, dog. I'm not. Like after Triple Frontier, Ben Affleck, you better stick to the war movies. Dog. You better chill out. You better try to get that shit right. Because I don't know. I'm not about to. What's Ben Affleck gonna be? The king? Are you gonna Are you gonna believe Ben Affleck is a king? No, I mean both. I assume that Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are going to be the guys dueling. So one of them is going to be the guy who went off to war, and the other one's going to be the guy who raped his wife. Oh, real well. 
Whatever, man. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. But Ben Affleck's kind of on my shit list right now because his last couple movies haven't been too, too fire. But Ridley Scott, I'm with you. And Matt Damon, I'm probably gonna be with you when Ford and Ferrari comes out because I'm excited for that. But Schubert, let's get into something that's just as funny, if not funnier. Bro, tell me why they're bringing back Walker Texas Ranger with Jared Pilecki, Supernatural star. <laughs> yeah, what the heck is this, bro? <laughs> Variety has confirmed that CBS Television Studios is currently developing a new version of the classic Chuck Norris-led series with Pilecki, or Padalecki, in the title role. No network is currently attached. The series will focus on Walker as he returns from years undercover, a widower and father of two. He begins fighting crime with a new partner who is one of the only female rangers in history. So, smoke and mirrors, don't mind that when Walker comes back, he's now not Chuck Norris. <laughs> My thing is, like, the thing that made Walker Texas Ranger work for so many years was that everybody knew the shtick of Chuck Norris. Jerry Padalecki don't have that shtick, bro. <laughs> no, I mean, he's coming off Supernatural. Like, how does Walker put this Texas on CBS, Ranger? huh? Yeah, yeah, and maybe even their streaming service. How does this work in... 2019 like i'm not like we have better storytelling than walker texas ranger i'm sorry to say yeah i think this is really more for the older audience because i feel like especially with cbs i'm not knocking cbs because i do enjoy like ncis new orleans and stuff like that but for a lot of those shows you could say that a, a lot of them appeal more to the older audience the procedural yeah um cop shows so I think that this is kind of going to go in that same vein, fill in with the, the whole Hawaii Five O. Um, like what I'm thinking of is that Friday <laughs> Friday night slot that used to be Hawaii Five O and then MacGyver. Mm. So I'm thinking like that's how this is going to to be played. Because I mean, you know, when they were bringing back MacGyver, it's like how do you bring back MacGyver into a new audience? It's kind of the same deal, but it, the difference is is like what you said with the shtick, like. The whole point of that show wasn't the shows that the the show. I mean, it was just because it of was Chuck, Chuck Norris. Norris. Yeah, like it was the legend of oh. Chuck Norris. Like Chuck Norris, yeah. that legend in other movies. Like he was in Dodgeball, and everybody was like Chuck Norris, like Walker Texas Rangers, judging the dodgeball tournament. Like that's his shtick. Like I I just don't see Jared Padalecki as the guy that's gonna make that shtick continue. Yeah, and I mean, if they wanted to to make a statement with like one of the only female rangers in history, they should have just done that from the jump. Mm-mm, but see, I don't think they wanted to be too bold. Again, like I said, the older audience is in on that, and I don't know how much the older audience is about reboots to fit, you know, the new, new the new age narratives for gender and race. So. Yeah, no, yeah, you make a good point. The people that watch these network televisions, because the things that our generation watch. We get interested, and not saying older people don't watch the things that we watch. It's just the streaming service era gives us higher level television and better stories sure. than Walker Texas Ranger. But yeah, ne- next up we got Jason Bateman is in early negotiation to dis- to direct and star Ryan Reynolds' feature film based on the board game Clue for Fox in Disney. So Ryan Reynolds is gonna star in it along Bateman, who's directing. Schubert, are you interested in Clue with Ryan Reynolds and Jason Bateman? I kind of am. Like my only thing is, I'm just and we, and I know you've said this plenty of times. I'm tired of the Ryan Reynolds stick. Oh yeah. Like I like. You think I'm, it's gonna I, be the same one? I think so, man. Like, but Jason Bateman, I will say this is a great director, and what he showed with Ozark, he's he's not just 
a comedy guy. He can do a bunch of stuff. So I think this thing will have elements of comedy, seriousness, and as well as if it's for Disney, some family stuff. But well, I just yeah. don't want to. Did you s- ever see Game Night? Yeah, it was pretty good. And that was a Jason Bateman movie. That's my thing. Like, I enjoyed it. So, like, I think this could be interesting, but I just don't want to see Ryan Reynolds do the same stick. Shtick. Yeah, I don't know how necessarily Ryan Reynolds is going to play into play into all of it. Uh, but I mean, I feel like if you you brought Clue back and kind of give it give it a revamp, kind of like uh, with Knives Out or um, the game most night. the most recent one that came out about the hide and seek game, mm. or, or Game Night, or uh, or Bad Times at the El Royale, you know, stuff like Great. that. Like, that was a good movie that got underrated. Exactly. So, I mean, like, if you think about movies like that, especially Bad Times of the El Royale, like, imagine if they did Clue and you brought Clue in and you did a perspective film on each person's perspective of the incident. Yeah. Like, I think that would be a really interesting take on it. Of course, and then tie it in at the end. Of course, that's a, that's a pitch and not necessarily what they may be doing. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think that there's definitely room to maneuver with the clue ip yeah and interpret it in a plethora of different ways that's i mean that's the part of the fun of the game is that the game is always kind of random and different so i think they could do that with the with the movie as well yeah no no man i'm interested like i said jason bateman's everything he's touching right now is gold so i'm i'm in just on that but like i gotta see some trailers but i like what you just pitched i'm kind of into your pitch just now yeah um, but let's finish out the news here with probably one of the big, biggest news of the week as well. Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, and Sam Neill are all back for Jurassic World 3. Is Trevorrow doing this? Yes. All right, well, I'm interested. Like, if Trevorrow wasn't doing this, and that's crazy just after him not doing Star Wars, but after that battle at uh, Big Rock, it's like, yo, I'm down. Like, if if he wasn't in it, I'd have probably been like, oh, they're just bringing these old people back just to, you know capitalize on the ip but i think he has a place for all of them so like i'm well, interested the, in Jurassic the big World thing World. is is that and even the actor said is that there's no reason that any of those their characters would go back like there was there's no purpose like and especially because goldblum even said in like the second movie it's like you know if they're all gonna outlive us if we're not careful kind of thing like i think that's more playing into this idea especially with what we saw with battle at big rock is that the dinosaurs are on are like in america now so yeah. this is not them having to go back and deal with it this is it's come into their backyard and now they have to deal with it you know is chris pratt gonna be in this uh yeah i, I think he will yeah oh it's gonna be interesting to see if chris pratt and sam neal interact because they're playing damn his same character i'm pretty sure they would <laughs> and laura dern interact with uh bryce dallas howard <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you that's know? that's the cast for this this trilogy series so I, th- I I would definitely assume that they would all do that but I think this is just a really big big bit of news for Jurassic World 3 because I think a lot of people were out of the franchise after the second one and this I is was. a really good way to bring the old fans back um, for the mm. new fans give them a little incentive on what, coming out to see this new movie in theaters Yeah. I think it's uh, what I, you just said. Like, this gets the old fans, and the new fans got in through. If you were off it because of that, if you saw Battle of Big Rock, it's like, all right, I'm in. So, like, sure, you get both. You get both sides of the fence. Yeah, I. The one thing I do think, talking about all of that, is I don't think we're gonna see that family ever again. But if we do, I I wouldn't be mad. 
Mm, okay, like uh, the kids that were with Bryce Dallas Howard and uh, Chris Pratt. No, I'm talking about the short. Oh, oh, the kids from the first one. Oh no, from the short, from the shirt. Oh yeah, I don't think we're gonna see that family again either. Yeah, like if Andre Holland showed up, I w- I wouldn't I wouldn't be disappointed. I wouldn't be disappointed, but it's just like oh, okay, cool, whatever. Yeah, but all right, let's get to that box cool. office, brah. All right, box office at number five, surprisingly it, but there's a lot of stuff that came out, so. It is at number five. Number four is at Ad Astra. Boo! Boo! I've heard really, I've really heard conflicting reports, and there's a lot of people out there that really liked it. Bro, those those people are lying to themselves. That film was fucking boring, bro. (laughs) Like boo! Like, and don't get twisted. I said this last week. It's filmed beautifully. I mean, Brad Pitt does some of his best acting, but it was fucking boring, bro. Like, it was boring. But that, that's all I got on that. You know, go listen to last week if you want to hear my thoughts on that Astra. All right. So the next one that we got is number three, and that's Hustlers, which, of course, we've been hearing great things about. Yeah, I'm, I need to go see it. And G-Eazy's in that movie, too. Is he really? Yeah, he's one of, like, the main – he's, like, one of the main evil dudes. Like, and they say he does a good job. Have you like, been hearing that um, they're considering Jennifer Lopez for Oscar buzz? Yup. I, people said that this director did a Scorsese-style film with females, and it's like, yo, I need to go check this out. They say she's one of the hottest upcoming actresses. That's crazy. So, number three, Hustlers. If you haven't seen it yet, it might be something worth checking out. Uh, number two, Downton Abbey, something I'm not going to go see. Word, uh, yeah, me neither. I, I didn't watch the show. I think it's really only something for the people who did watch the show. I think they did a service to themselves to put it out in theaters. Um, and number one is Abominable, which is the cartoon that's out now by uni- from Universal. Oh well, you know a kids' movie is always going to be number one, and I heard it's actually pretty good. Yeah, wasn't that um who's in who's in that? I don't know who's in it, but I'm trying to. But think. I, I know it's, um, I heard it's pretty good. Let me let me Google it real quick. At, uh, at Sarah Paulson is LeBron in it? I think so. that's what I was thinking. Like I was thinking there was like one weird name in there that was like crazy. And I, I don't I, see Le- I don't see LeBron on there. The only name that I recognize honestly is uh is Sarah Paulson. And Sarah oh I mean Paulson, Chloe, in, yeah. Chloe but Bennett. Chloe Bennett, yeah, is for who's an agent of Shield, but yeah. I could have sworn that... LeBron was in this. No, or maybe I think he just posted thinking of an older one. Or maybe he just posted about it and was like, I took my kids to see this. Maybe so. It was either either or, but good for abominable. But let's get to movie on the rise so we could talk T I T A N S Titans. And also, wait, quick thing: Titans, the Teen Titans versus Teen Titans Go. I heard is even better than Teen Titans Go to the movie. They even pulled, and I don't want to say this because the lady said she did it before Avengers Endgame came out. But everybody on the internet saying that the Titans pulled the Endgame thing where they bring out all the different Titans from the different universes and they do little portals. And she was like, I did that way before Endgame, like when I made this. And she was like, it just so happened that we both did the same thing. So I just wanted to throw that tidbit. Go see Teen Titans versus Teen Titans Go, the movie. Yeah, that's already like available to see, huh? Yeah, and people said it's really, really good. Huh. Yeah. What, what uh, if people were interested in seeing that, where would they go see it? Uh, you can, I'm sure, get it on iTunes, like type or just type in Teen Titans versus Teen Titans Go on uh Google, and I'm sure or maybe you can... even Amazon. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely on Amazon. But so... you probably have to pay for it. 
Oh yeah, you definitely have to pay for it. Like I'm googling it right now. Yeah, it's on uh, Amazon Prime for fourteen ninety nine, YouTube for fourteen ninety nine, Google Play fourteen ninety nine, in iTunes. So, oh my gosh. Yeah, expensive, but go check it out. I heard it's pretty good. Uh, you could always mm-hmm. torrent it, yeah. but we don't promote that. So what else? Uh, Schubert, what you got? Are you? Do you want me to go first for movie on the rise? Or are you going first? Oh yeah, I thought you were already going. I thought that was. Part oh. Of it. All right, yeah, yeah. Well, that'd be part of it. And also, Bob, my my other movie on the rise is Bob's Burgers, the new season, ladies and gents. By the guy, by the time you guys are listening to this, it started yesterday on Sunday, so the new season is out. Go check out the episode on Hulu. But I'm excited for my family to be back. The Belchers. Shout out to Tina. Shout out to Louise. Shout out to Jean. Shout out to Linda. And shout out to Bob. I am ready. That like my two comedy shows are back. It's always Sunny and Bob's Burgers. Everything feels right in the world. But we should talk about It's Always Sunny after you say your uh, your movie on the rise. Yeah, for sure. Um, and going off on yours, yeah, yeah, it's definitely exciting to have Bob Brooks Burgers back and that whole Sunday slate on Fox um, with The Simpsons and Family Guy. And um, I think the the third one, the fourth one is God Friended Me now, which I've never seen, but Ooh, that's okay. just finishes out that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm really excited about Bob's Burgers, man. I've been rewatching some of the some of the older seasons, and I mean, it's one of the low key funny shows on TV where it's a love or hate thing. I know a lot of people who hate it. Let me go out on a limb because I know some people who hate it too. I think in terms of family adult comedies, for me, I don't count Boondocks in this list because if Boondocks was included, it would probably be number one, if not number two. I think Bob's Burgers is better than Family Guy. I think it's better than The Simpsons. And I think it's better than American Dad. I think Bob Burgers might be the best family-centered adult animation cartoon out there. Like, point blank. Like, I'm a Bob's Burgers fan. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if, like, a, a, everything in its entirety is better than some of those other ones in their entirety. But I definitely think, as of what's putting stuff out right now, it's definitely Bob's oh, it's the Burgers. Best. I mean, yeah. Bob's Burgers is putting out way better shows right now than Family Guy and Simpsons. So, one hundred percent. I would have said American Dad's in there, but like American Dad's not putting out quality right now. No, it used to. Like American Dad had a, had a run for a little bit. That was my shit. Yeah, yeah, I remember you were talking about that. But no, bro. Yeah. Like, if you ask me right now, my favorite adult animation family cartoons, I would say American Dad, Bob's Burgers, Boondocks, and King of the Hill. Like, I would not like me in the sixth grade up to like me in the eleventh grade would would have told you it's Family Guy or Die, bitch. But like, and I still like Family Guy. But it's just as I've grown older, the level of comedy that King of the Hill does, Bob's Burgers does, and and American Dad and Boondocks do is a little bit more I don't want to say mature where family guy a lot of stuff is on the nose. See, I guess I don't know what the future is for Orville. I haven't really looked into that, but I find Orville way funnier than Family Guy right now. See, like, I'm telling Family Guy's way on the nose and American Dad's made by Seth MacFarlane and I think that shows better than Family Guy. I think the comedy is a little more I don't want to say highbrow and sound snooty, but it's not on the nose like it's not fart jokes. I don't know. I feel like um with Family Guy things have been bits have been repeated. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. It just kind of feels that way. Like I feel like if I'm watching one Family Guy episode, I'm I'm watching watch the same them all. Family yeah. Guy episode. Yeah, the sticks like, are the I same. Like, yeah, I feel like it all kind of has the same same kind of deal. Where Bob's Burgers is, is kind of similar, but they've done a really good way of incorporating the outside characters to make it really it interesting for me. Like yep. you know, with Family Guy, that you could argue like, oh yeah, Quagmire and Cleveland and Joe. But I'm like, 
But with each episode that they do with those people, they do the same things, but just different ways. Like Quagmire is the the freaking sex guy. So, you know, every time they do something, it's involving him with sex, whether it's his dad changing his sex or whether it's him having a crazy wife that he marries due to sex. Like there's it's the same stuff. Joe, it always has to do with his wheelchair and him not being able to be in a wheelchair with a cop. That stuff. And then with Cleveland, they just do black stuff. Yeah, and I, and I feel like um, with the cast that you have at Bob's Burgers, sure, some other things are similar. Like, you know, if you, the aunt, Gail's always around, and they're going to do some odd things. But, I mean, they've done a really good job of mixing up what that is, yep. um, making me care about the development of some of those characters. Like, I, like, feel I like, love Teddy and Mort, and, like, I think they do yes. a damn good job with Teddy. Like, Teddy, yeah. one time we met his lover, like, we got to go to Teddy's house. Like, they just do a better job of expanding exp- expanding their side character and I mean, not giving if, them a stick. And if we want to go into that too, I think, you know, Zeke and Jimmy Jr. are probably Great. some of the more quality characters on that show. Oh, 100%. Um, to what's it? To, uh, one of the Rudy kid or whatever. Yeah, I was about, regular size Rudy is regular like, size I, Rudy. I love Louise and her friends. Like, I think they're like the twins, the two fucking uh, Jimmy Jr.'s brothers. I love Louise and her friends, her and regular size Rudy. And even uh, the kid Aziz plays the, uh, the Indian kid. I yeah. like they have great characters. They really do. Sure. They they really do. So they're they're doing great. And then the one other thing I have is um the Nathan Fillion show, The Rookie. Nice. Which is um it's on ABC. It's procedural. It's about cops. It's specifically about a guy who decides that he wants to join a cop as kind of like his second career. You know, it's always something that he kind of felt inclined to do and it's Nathan Fillion is an older guy and it's it's really interesting. Like I, well, he's not a rookie know. anymore because this is the second. Well, season. <laughs> it's the second season. They're still kind of rookies, but not really. He not. Um, well, I, I don't know. I, I don't know exactly where they're kind of going to redo this. I don't think they're going to do a time jump. Obviously, uh, uh, but he could still be a rookie. But he could still be a rookie, technically. Uh, okay. I don't, I, don't, I don't know how all that works, but I just thought that they did a really good job in making you care about the other characters on the show. Um, it was one of those shows that, like, I watched it for the first time. Like, right now I'm in this phase right now where I'm watching one to two episodes of almost everything. Because, okay. like, I'm just trying to figure out what's out there, what's what's sticking, what's not sticking. Some of the things that I did watch that I, I'm going to watch again is uh, Stumptown. I, I actually kind of enjoyed that. Oh, with, uh, um, with uh, Hill? Colby from- Smolders. Yeah, with Colby Smolders, yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. It's it's a nice pilot. Um and I felt the same way with Rookie. Rookie was one of these shows that I didn't expect to like, especially because we're in a really weird time with the police. Mm. Um and this is very sort of realistic to police. Like, you know, it's the police, they got the body cameras, they do body camera cams, like you know, there's there's issues where or they do things where people go at them on social media and that they address stuff like that. Really? So I mean, like, yeah, it's 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 a really interesting show about LAPD. So I, if you if you're kind of like the procedural cop stuff, it's something to check out. Bro, I still watch. And speaking of, we also got to throw this on movie on the rise. New season of Law and Order, ladies and gents. <laughs> Shout out to Marissa Hargitay. We out there. SVU Ice T was popping my G. Like your boy will watch some Law and Order SVU. Bum bum. Like, like I know what's going on. Like, you rapists better chill out there in New York City because, huh, Mariska Hargitay is going to come get your ass. Ice-T is back from space. Ice-T went to space? What are you talking about? What are you talking about, Shu? Oh, you're talking about, oh, oh, ha-ha, (laughs) ha-ha, 
<laughs> I'm not. I wasn't gonna fall for that. I know it's you, you Rick and Morty joke. I enjoy it. It's good on you. Because I was about to say, what the hell are you talking about? Leave my boy Detective Tutawola and Olivia Benson alone. <laughs> Chill yeah. out. That's the show. But uh, yeah, but, no man. Yeah, that's it for movie on the rise. Just you want to talk? It's always sunny, out. real. You want to talk? It's always sunny, real quick. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk always sunny. But yeah, just keep going out. Do kind of do what I'm doing. If you want to see something and you don't know if you want to dive into it, just watch the first couple episodes. If it's something that you're hooked on, you'll get hooked on it. That's the way it goes. So, uh, but yeah, when we go to let's go to always sunny, the start of the 14th season. What'd you think? I mean, I thought it was funny. Yeah, I didn't really think that it was like you know one of their best. You know, one of the best episodes. And I mentioned this to you off air. Like even with last season, I felt the same way. But on the other hand, I did also feel like last season gave me some episodes that I thought were some of the best, like the Time's Up episode. Yeah, I know. That like, was one of the best episodes they ever had. Like, they have so. gems. Like, in this one, I thought wasn't, like, as bad as last season when they did the Escape Room. Didn't like that episode. Like, I thought that episode was a little boring. This episode, yeah. I thought, had some good moments. Like, the stuff with Charlie and, and uh, Frank going on Craigslist asking people to come sleep. I thought that was hilarious. Like that shit was that funny. Was hilarious. I, I thought Mac and D in uh in uh what's my guy's name? Mac and uh Charlie. No Mac D and uh Dennis. Mac yeah Dennis. Mac D and Dennis didn't have like as much to do this episode. Like I thought it wasn't Yeah I'm glad you said that because I felt like I was more interested in Charlie and Frank's arc than oh, 100%. I was in the other one. Like and that's my thing like if you ask me who my favorite characters in the show are it's kind of Mac and Dennis. Like I love Charlie, Frank, and D, but I feel like when episodes like my the funniest, like I feel like they're leading it in Charlie. I mean, Charlie, Frank, and D are like accentuating the episodes. D has some good solo episodes, like the one where they rebooted the Bogs Challenge, but they had side characters accentuating her. When Frank and Charlie do stuff, they kind of leave Dennis and Mac kind of in the back burner. Not saying that some of those Frank Charlie episodes aren't bad. It's just this one just wasn't one of their best, but it wasn't one of their worst. Yeah, um, it was just it was I a mean, decent I'm, start to the season. I'm on the other end of the spectrum for that because I really think that Charlie and Frank carry the show. Ooh, uh, I think like you know, creative wise, obviously Mac and Dennis and the I can't remember both of their actor names. I know um, Glenn Howerton uh, Glenn and Glenn Howerton and Rob um, McElhaney. Yeah, McElhaney. So I think that they're doing a great job with the content that they're putting out. I just think that as characters, Frank and Charlie are just so crazy. Oh, that, like, I agree they're, with They're that. part of the reason that you want to watch the show because of the crazy, what, whatever Frank says, because he's going to say something probably offensive and then Charlie is going to do something incredibly stupid. But um, I like the like when they're the people, like their craziness affects Mac and Den- like Mac and Dennis because it's funny to see how their craziness drives them crazy. Sure, or or how um, them being normal and then the stupidity of the other two, like not getting it. Like I think two of the best episodes have to do with Charlie and Frank. But individually, like I think the episode called Charlie Work is one of the best ones where it's all about Charlie trying to pass a health inspection. And I think that um, the episode where it's point of view of Frank is one of the best episodes because you kind of see how everyone reacts. I wouldn't say abuse Frank I'd say it's more the other side where you get Frank having these internal conversations with himself about how he's like I'm I'm alone with this one again I hope he doesn't get too close to me 
talking about Mac. Yeah. And I'm like, man, like this is just this is some funny stuff. But see, my favorite Charlie episode would be the the one where he writes that play, The Nightman. <laughs> That's the best one ever. I love that shit. But it's always and that funny. was actually made best because of Dennis and Mac. And right? Mac, yeah. But see, that's my like. I think when I get, I, I think you're right. When it's Frank and Charlie together doing stuff, and they they solo in on them, it that's I think that might be my thing. But when you have a Frank episode where the gang goes after Frank's crazy shenanigans, or the gang goes after Charlie's crazy shenanigans. When they zero in on them, I think that those episodes are really successful. And I think, you know, looking into the trailer for the season, um, the one episode that I'm the most excited to see is them going to the zoo. I always feel like the location episodes are always on point. Yeah, they do a good job with those. And I want to see what top, like, do they tackle guns? Do they tackle ice? What do they tackle this season? Because when they did Me Too, I thought that was a very great the times up episode was amazing so i want to see what well i mean you mentioned that but they have an episode where that's called the gang talks the gun crisis you know i mean that's like something it's actually a topic that they've already touched but on. it's not it's ongoing though that's the thing they do it they've done it like i think three times already so like i don't know i could see them doing it because of what's going on right now but just whatever they top tackle that's a current modern day event i would like to see it I feel like their um, opinions on some of that stuff would be not what uh, people would want to hear. Oh, well. Thinking yes. about their characters' opinions. But, uh, um, I, I, don't, I don't care what the public wants. Give me my It's Always Sunny. But, yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because that this week South Park started and South Park did tackle ice. Ice, yeah, I need to watch it, man. I saw they tackled ice. And it was pretty hilarious. Real. I'm going to watch that before next episode. I'm going to probably have both of them watched let's get into it dog let's get let's let's go schubert nostra Shubmas in the black swami titans listeners ladies and gents didn't we tell y'all aqualad was gonna die didn't we tell y'all aqualad was gonna fucking die yo i can i say this though i'm sad he's gone because i loved him like i thought he yeah was, i thought he did a damn good job the the two things here that i want that i have to say like with aquaman or aqualad Man, that dude, I wish he was still around because for, for a number two point, that was the best episode of the whole show. Real? You thought so? You thought that was the best one? That was what I, I've been wanting out of the show the whole time. And I think it took a while to get here. Um, but the idea of them and their dynamics and like, you know, the the inner relationship dynamics on top them going after actual crime and you then the villains popping up and seeing how Dr. Light get, develops into all this and the idea that we still have half of this flashback to go is really exciting for me. Like I, I really dug this story of talking about the old Titans because it gives me a lot of optimism on what's going to come when we get out of this flashback. Yeah, no, that's my, like, man, this... That episode really shows like where they're going and how this is a new show this season. Like, I saw people say on the internet, like, why didn't we get a season of the old Titans before we went to the like y'all want a whole nother show? But like, I would dig yeah. it because I love the chemistry between Hank, Dawn, uh, Wonder Girl, Aqualad, and Robin. They had a great chemistry and they really played into what we expect from the Titans. Like, I want to see Beast Boy kind of get that Aqualad treatment. Like, I want him to come step up. Like, this is what. 
this episode was great. Like this flashback was was better than the Hawk and Dove flashback. Like it was yeah. what we've been waiting for. It it reminds me of the earlier point I was saying about some of those Amazon shows where they and I'm going to take Carnival Row as and Good Omens as the example here because they both were the shows that episode three went to cut two flashbacks and the flashback was what brought me in. Really? It was a lot of when you when you've already watched, started watching something and then you watch the flashback of it, you catch why you've watched Things are the like past what? two. Yeah. And so like now now that I know how Donna Troy became who she is now, like I get it now. Like I get I get why where she was in the first season. I get where she is now. I understand. I get why Robin's feels bro, I, Dick. I get why Dick's like he is now. Sure. I mean, I think there was just a lot of things that we had unanswered and all those questions were answered for us in this episode. And I just feel like it only benefited the development of the characters that we also, had already known. Let me say, man, Dawn, I don't I don't I'm not going to like Dawn because I'm let me tell you why I feel like Dawn doesn't like. And the reason why she left Dick is because of the darkness that Dick went through that we're going to see in these couple episodes. And when we she saw brought last up on season, that she told him to be Batman. You can't ask the man to, to, to be what you did. Like, what you like? come on, dog. You you asked him to do that. And he did it? So now you're going to leave me for Hank? Druggy Hank? Not that I, not but that you I, already left. Yeah, exactly. Not that I dislike Hank, because I like Hank. But I'm just saying, you got issues, Dawn. You got, you got issues you got to solve. Because you're telling me to be Batman, and then when I get dark, oh, you, oh, I don't like how dark you got. Bitch, you just told me to be Batman. Yeah, like, when she said that, I was like, <laughs> I can't believe you just told it, told him that. Like, and then and then what he does after she I was like, tells him that, and I'm I was like, like, I was like, oh, I, see, I see why Deathstroke don't like y'all asses, y'all, y'all clowning. And I didn't expect that. Like, I thought no. it was gonna be more of something where like Jericho was like, and wait, let a, me see, a part let me, of the team, and like, let me connect it to the Titans because my thing is this: I thought. They did a good job of we predicted everything mostly. They they switched the Jericho on us. He already had his scar where his vocal cords were replaced. Mm-hmm. I thought that was gonna happen with Dick and them in the Titans, and then Cadmus takes him and he gets his powers. And like I thought that was gonna be the thing. But no, his vocal cords are already gone. And so you think he's dead then? Yeah, I think he's dead. Like I think sure. I think Dick and I don't I don't want to say Dick kills him, but I think Dick's responsible for his death. Sure. I really don't know how we're going to get to Cadmus right now. Yeah, me neither. Um, mm, me neither. I really do think it's going to be something that happens in the second half because we're going to, we have at least we have at least 30 minutes left in this flashback. I don't know if they're going to do the whole episode, but I think it would be best if they did so it's like a 43 minute show if they did like 30 minutes of the flashback and then gave us like 10 to 13 about what's going on setting up for the next one. Well, let's let's talk about that in a little bit because I want to because we have the synopsis for the next one, so I'll read that when we uh, talk about it. But let's let's talk a little bit about the episode. Man, poor Aqualad, bro. He's just trying. He got and Donna getting it, giving him the draws and then leaving. Like what? What kind of who shit is that? Yeah, that was messed up, man. He, she did my boy Aqualad dirty. Like she the reason why he did. Like let's let's call a spade a spade. Like Dawn and Donna. Are not like they were some little shits when they were younger, man. I like I like four years late or five years later, Dawn and Donna more than I like five years ago, Dawn and Donna. Y'all caught some shit. They sure did, like man. Like y'all, 
Robin became a, a depressed megalomaniac and was being dark, and poor Aqualad got sniped. Yeah. When, 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 got sniped. Look, when going Wonder after Girl, going after Wonder Girl, who was who do you think so Slade was trying to who do you think Slade was trying to kill in that situation? Uh, the lady who was with Wonder Girl. Ooh, you think he's trying to kill Jill? Mm-hmm. See, that's what I wonder who his contract was for. Was it for her? Was it for Wonder Girl? Who was it for? Because I don't think it was for Aqualad. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think it was for Aqualad or Wonder Girl. I think mm-hmm. it was for Jill, and they just but all see, got caught in the fray. You see how, if it was for Jill, see, I, that's why I'm going to disagree with you, because if it was for Jill, he could have shot him without hitting the Aqualad or Wonder Girl. He shot straight. Like, he was shooting for, it seemed, Wonder Girl and Aqualad stepped in. Well, that could have been the case. Like that's what I. That's just how I interpreted it. It as there's but no my, reason. But to... my thing, or I guess, the, like I guess we don't know the whole rest of the story. Plus, I think they already said that they thought the Deathstroke was dead. So, no wait, my... no. They, that was the first time they met Deathstroke. No, I'm saying like now and like. Oh, presently. now, now, yeah, okay, okay. Because like, I'm, my my thing is like, if Deathstroke failed, then why doesn't he just keep going after? Her? Also, let me say this. Maybe your Jillian point might be right because if he was going after one of them, my thing is where is Wonder Woman, Batman, and Aquaman right now? Yeah, like, that's true. Like, and, you, and you're telling me that Aquaman didn't come try to get Deathstroke after Aqua? Like, I, I need them to say they don't have to explain a lot, but just give me something just to put that at ease. Because if, if you want me to suspend my disbelief on that, I can. But, like, please say something. If you don't, I'm just going to have that in the back of my mind for a little bit. Or at least like, have some Atlantean. It may not have to be Arthur necessarily, but have him, some Atlantean come to, I don't know, have a conversation with somebody. Some, like, just give me something. Like, even if it's on the phone, like, if you show Donna talking to Mara on the phone, like, some, just give us, like, that Roy Harper thing, but with a name from an Atlantean. I need something just to make it more believable. Because as of yeah. right now, if I'm thinking anything, I'm thinking Batman, Aquaman, and Wonder Woman are having a meeting, and like we got to pull the Titans from this, and we're gonna take on Deathstroke now. Yeah, or they're off world. Or, but get, or if you explain that, like I'm cool with that too. Say they're off in space doing Justice League stuff. Just give me something to suspend my dis- disbelief. I don't really think there's much more really to talk about inside the episode because it was really just showing everything Aqualad. I thought his powers were cool. Yeah, they did a good job. Were cool, yeah. And it shows yeah. that he was invulnerable. He was strong. Like, his skin was durable, and he could take some Dr. Light, light beams. Yeah, only if he had his hands crossed. Nah, bro, that's some Wonder Woman shit. Get out of here with that, bro. Well, I mean, that was... Uh, I mean, it, it seemed like that bullet pierced his skin. Oh, yeah. And he couldn't get his arms up. See, my thing with the bullet thing is, I think that was... You remember in Aquaman when Black Manta got arm, Atlantean armor-piercing stuff? Well, I mean, if you had an Atlantean armor-piercing bullets, then you would think you would be going for the Atlantean, right? Mm, ah, okay, I see you out there, boy. All right, well, all right, let me see how I, how I come back to that. What if it was Amazon-piercing bullets and, like, same thing? Like, their skins yeah. are similar. Yeah, let's do that. But the one thing that, you know, you said it was very Aqualad-centric, but, of course, it did touch on a lot of the other heroes. I think a big part of this episode was Donna Robbins dynamic learning a little bit more about it it's still a little confusing to me oh they're brother sister they're friends they're straight up homies sure sure 
Um, yeah, and I understand that, but I'm like, I don't know. I feel like uh, I would like to a little bit more explanation about why they're so close. I guess it was because of the work that they did together, but it seemed like that was the same case with Aqualad. So see, I think it's I think it goes back to Aqualad knew her because Wonder Woman took her uh, Donna to Atlantis a lot, and Aqualad came to. The mascara are met up with Wonder Woman to talk to them, and I think their their races knew each other. Whereas Batman, I feel like it, they might be doing the Justice League thing where Batman and Wonder Woman were kind of a thing, and like Dick and Wonder Girl hung out the same way. But I feel like because Dick was so little, she saw him as a little brother. Whereas with Aqualad, I'm sure he was an Atlantean surfer bro as a kid. So you know what I mean? Like they, whereas one was the crush, the other one was the best friend. That's always the thing I forget, and it was this way in Young Justice too, where Dick is younger. Younger than him, yeah. No, Dick's a little yeah. kid. Like Aqualad, I'm assuming if Dick's like 25, Aqualad's like 27, 26. No, I mean that they're not that old. Oh well, no, I'm talking about right like, now. Like Dick yeah. was probably like 17, and Aqualad was probably like 19. That sounds about right. Hank might have been 18. Dawn might have been 18, and Wonder Girl might have been. Uh, the same age as Aqualad, but Wonder Girl and Aqualad are probably like two thousand years old. So like, that's if, another. If anything, thing. I think that you know you can maybe bump that a little bit and say that Dick was at eighteen, nineteen, and that they're at like a twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Okay, I could buy it. Oh yeah, because highly because they alcohol. were drinking. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, also the Jericho stuff. I thought he, the actor, brought like a good bit of when he was on the screen. He brought like light to it, so I enjoyed his presence, and I thought it was interesting that they actually casted a, a real-life uh, death actor, so that's dope. Like, got to see all that. And just the ending, man, where Dick, like, they figure out who Deathstroke is, and they, like, Dick's trying to capture Jericho, and it's like, yo, Dick, that's some evil shit, dog. Real. Real. That's real. Because, yeah. like, well, you know, right when she says, you know, be Batman or whatever, you know, thoughts are going swirling through our heads, like, okay, so, like, what does this mean? Like, what is he gonna do? And then you, you see him in this scene with Jericho and like they have this exchange and you're like what's going on here and then it just kind of all clicks it's like oh man like this dude's about to do some like sketchy Batman stuff shit yeah (laughs) so let's uh get into some speculation next episode is called Deathstroke uh this is the synopsis let me give you this before we speculate with the team in upheaval the Titans do everything in their power to save Jason's life but when Deathstroke demands they turn over Rose the dilemma threatens to tear them apart do you think um, do you think Jason dies? I think he does. Cause they put out like a, a, a trailer type thing I think on he, I think Yeah, I think he probably does. Um I think I think the I think we do get a finish to the flashback or maybe the pieces back and forth because like we don't know what happened with Jericho yet. Like we just yeah. we don't know why Slade has this kind of animosity. So I feel like that's something that they have to explain pretty early on before we dive all into the Jason stuff. And look, Schubert, the thing could be that Deathstroke and the Titans thought that Dick killed Jericho or Dick and the Titans were responsible for his death, and he could still be at Cadmus right now. Like, that's still possible. That's still possible, yeah. I, I mean, mean I we don't... I mean, if they go in and they don't even address, like, what happened at the end of that last episode, we don't know what Dick did. Yeah, we don't. And that, I mean, like... he could have done nothing. 
Like, I think they have to give us something before we go back to the present. I'm also, let me tell you why I think Jason might die in this next episode, because they released on IG, like, Deathstroke saying, I'm going to kill all of you, and, and I'm a man of my word. And, like, during the thing when he was showing back and forth, they, the only Titans they showed before they showed the row of them, him saying, I'm going to kill all of you, and this guy wasn't in the list, was Jason. Jason was before, and his face was shown, like, when Deathstroke was talking in the beginning. So I just think some of the promotion material... Uh, Kieran Waters on Instagram is constantly making sub, like, sub, what's the word I'm looking for? He's subtweeting on Instagram with his comments about how he's gonna die, and that's just what I'm getting. He's sub-commenting where he's, like, giving hints, and, like, I think he's, I think this might, if not this episode, episode six. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me. I think it's definitely bound to come. Uh, I just feel like before that happens, we're gonna get some kind of solid facts on what happened with Jericho. And I think it. Oh, I agree with that. Also, I think this death will lead to Nightwing becoming Nightwing. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a given because I mean we have to see that happen, and you know we can't keep going on without Dick having a a purpose or a costume or anything. Yeah. Because you know? like Just, Donna said, you can't be camp counselor Dick Grayson when you fight Slade. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, what nope. is he going to fight Slade with? I mean, you think it's going to be? Obviously, I think Slade makes it through the next two episodes. So. Let's say like he kills Jason and then that brings brings on the spawn and spawns Nightwing and then they have to you know deal with that later you know because like just as Trigon I don't think is it completely out of the mix for future seasons I don't think that they're gonna take Deathstroke out this no season I don't think either. they kill him I think like okay once they deal with this Jason stuff if they get him back or if he dies I think we go to Cadmus for a little bit and then like I think we get Connor Ken and I don't think they'll fight Deathstroke until like episode eleven. Maybe so. Like, I, I think, wonder, like, 7 through, like, 10 is, like, setting up Cadmus and explaining that, like, side of it. Sure, like, maybe maybe they do find out that Jericho's some, some, somewhere. I don't know. And then you also got, know... I, we just don't know how that tie-in comes in. It just seems so weird. But, I mean, there obviously is and, a lot more episodes left. So. And you also know one of those episodes is going to be a Blackfire episode. She's coming. To get Corey, mm. so one of the episodes will be a Corey-centric Blackfire episode, maybe two. Jeez, there's a lot to do. Yeah, but like that, means- that was that was the kind of thing that kind of stunned me from this episode is that it was all flashback. Like I wouldn't have been surprised if we would have just mixed those flashbacks within like the next few episodes, you know? Because like I just the, feel like we, got- we have so much more to explain in the present day. We got five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. We get five being the Jason Todd finishing out the Jericho story and like I believe Deathstroke's probably going to tell the Jericho story to Jason while he's on the sideline before he kills him that'll be a good way to do flashback he dies six deals with Connor and like figuring out that like maybe Jericho is in Cadmus some stuff something like or maybe Rose was in Cadmus something like that one of the two I think is going to happen for six and then seven eight nine ten one of those is the Black Fire, or maybe two of those is the Black Fire, and then the rest are explaining Connor. And then I think for 11, 12, and 13, we finish out Slade and tie in the Connor Cadmus to Slade somehow. I mean, that sounds about right to me. Like, I think that's just the one thing that both you and I are the most curious about is what is the Cadmus tie in? How do we get there? Yeah, like as of now, Cadmus just seems like an th- add on, you know? But Connor's yeah, in the season. It's not like like they're just throwing that in there to develop Connor later. Like Connor's a major part in the end of the season. Like he has his costume and everything. So I don't know. Exactly. Like we've 
we got to get to Connor. We got to get to Nightwing. So I, I don't think this is anything that we're going to resolve to Black- in this next episode. True. But he, I think the most I we get is Jason's death. Like, I think yeah, that it was, at, at most, if, yeah. If, if we're going to kill Jason, now's the time to do it. Because after this, like, we could say Slade got away and, like, they're getting ready to go get revenge for Jason. But, like, if you don't kill Jason now, like, when do you do it? That's my thing. And I think at the least we get some more clarification on the finalization of the flashbacks. Like, we finally get full circle on where we are today. And we don't go, we don't dwell on the past any farther. Yeah, I don't want to keep like next couple episodes, but one of those episodes is titled Jericho Schubert. That's why I feel like oof. that he's not dead. But okay, oh, but that that might explain his Cadmus stuff. That might oh yo okay no I'm there with you, you. I'm with you. That might be his Cadmus backstory. All right, I'm rocking. Five explain Deathstroke's gonna explain how Jericho dies and kills Jason. Six we get Connor. Seven we get Jericho's story being in Cadmus. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. Yeah, I mean that 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 sounds good to me. But like I said, this is one of my favorite episodes of Titans. Um, uh, I think that it's just getting better and better with the season. So also, I love how they show Deathstroke's a, a real assassin, unlike with the Arrow sure. stuff. How he was just like a, a Oliver's friend, and like they made him an antihero. Nah, this one it's like nah, Deathstroke's bad. Like he's one hundred percent a bad dude. Yeah, I like that too. I mean, I think it, Arrow did a good job with him. But that was just, that was an Arrow story. Like this is, you know, more true to form comic with Deathstroke being an assassin, evil. Um, you know, no connections with any of our heroes personally. Besides, which his, I think is important. Besides, yeah, besides his family. So I think that's dope. But yeah, Shuby, man, that's all. That's all I really got on Titans this week. Not too yeah, much. Yeah, really excited, man. Yeah, Oosh. not too much prediction this week because it's like this was like the the episode where we got validation, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I'm just really ready to rock with it. I think it's gonna be great. Going yeah, forward. no, I'm with you on that. Well, Schubert, well, let's yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, it's time to. That was it for all the news and discussion for the Bros Who Think podcast today. We're gonna roll into pitch it. So I'm gonna turn it over to you now, Lyndon, for pitch it. All right, ladies and gents, this is match number three of pitch it. You know, me and Lynn, Lynn Schubert's here with me as well. We're excited. Look. Match number three is about to begin. Let me introduce today's competitors. First up, we got Justin BP from the Subculture Subculture Vulture Podcast. Justin, how you doing, man? Yo, I'm doing good. How are you Glad today? to Doing all right, man. Can't complain. Glad to have you competing today on Pitch It. Also joining us is our guy, Luis Enrique. You may know him as Nola Pels Reddit on Twitter. Luis, how you doing, man? Good. You definitely only know me as Pels Reddit on Twitter. Facts. Yes. Like, <laughs> bro, like, I, like, honestly, I, man, like, I didn't know. I told Schubert, I was like, I don't know if we're going to call him Nola Pels Reddit in this match or if we're going to find out his real name. Because I, no, I just Especially because, like, anytime we're on the pod, we just call him Nola Pels Reddit. <laughs> yeah, like, that's like, oh, yeah, Nola Pels Reddit. Who we're talking about. <laughs> but glad to have you two gentlemen competing today. Yes, we're back with Pitcher. These guys are going to be in the league. They are in the league. We're excited to see them compete. Schubert, tell the people how round one works. All right. Well, round one of Pitch It, we have already given the competitors their question. Lyndon, can you read them the question real quick? Yeah, this week's round one question is, pair a DC superhero and a Marvel superhero for a team-up movie. Cast your heroes... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so, so we gave them the question on, I believe, Thursday. 
and they've had some time to formulate their idea. And so in the first round, we do a two minute, you lay out, you lay your thoughts out on the table. You don't have to take the whole two minutes. And uh, then we'll listen to each side. We'll do, we'll have, we'll ask some questions, do a little 30 seconds to answer some questions. And then you'll have another minute to do the next, your, uh, your, your next rebuttal. Where you usually kind of argue the other persons. That's yes. That's not for everybody. That's where I get yeah, to some, some people might not want to argue. Some people might want to, like we saw in the last match, Charles sometimes chose not to argue. He wanted to bolster his pitch. You do not have to argue. But the, the thing that we judge on is the arguments and how your pitch sounds. So it's like how your pitch is and the arguments you make for your pitch. So, Justin, are you ready? I'm going first. No, I'm just asking, are you ready? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Luis, are you ready? Uh, Hold on, let me take a sip. Let's go. All right, well, let's get this pitch it, ma- pitch it match started. First up, let me flip our ceremonial coin to see who goes first. <laughs> All right, uh, Luis, do you want heads or tails? Tails. Ooh, Justin, do you want to go first or second? Ooh, um, let me go second. All yeah. right. All right. All right, Luis, you'll be going first. Schubert, put two minutes on the clock. And in three, two, one, begin your first pitch. All right, so I have made no made it no secret that I love two heroes in the Marvel Universe. So I'm going to get one of them in here. It's going to be Nova. Um, so the way to get Nova a, a partner is somebody in space. And so the person that I love the most in the DC Universe that does not even have a movie right now is the Martian Manhunter. How do you do it? White Martians. White Martians are basically scrolls in the DC Universe. They shapeshift, they come and invade. It's fun. Nobody knows who who is. Uh, actors. I wanted Idris Elba for Martian Manhunter, John Jones. And for Nova, I played with this a little bit. I kind of want Zac Efron. Uh, I think it's who I'm going to go with. I have like three ideas, and that's the one I'm sticking with. Where am I at on my time? <laughs> Oh, you're good, man. You still got a minute. Yeah, you got time. All right, so so the setup would have to be basically any kind of invasion. Uh, There's a storyline in DC where it's a lot like a scroll invasion. And so, ah, man, let me see. Let me see this real quick. So Nova is basically called in to protect Earth. John Jones knows the Martians. That's the sort of angle that I'm going for, a kind of buddy cop team up. And that's kind of all I got right now. All right. All right. Word up, for sure. Dig that. All right, Justin, you're Tom Schubert. Put that time on the clock. Oh, geez. All right, Justin, <laughs> in three, two, one, you can begin your pitch. All right, well, our story starts with Michael John Carter. After losing his place on the prestigious Gotham High School football team, he lusts for a better life. In need of a job, <clears throat> his family gets him on as a nighttime security guard at the Space Museum in the 25th century metropolis. With the help from his newfound friend and flying robot, Skeets, the duo... I love this. I'm sorry. Go ahead, <laughs> the, du- go ahead. the duo concocts a scheme to become a famous superhero. Using several stolen devices formerly possessed by past superheroes and villains, the team planned to go back in time to become the infamous Gold Star. However, while inputting the coordinates for the time machine, something goes horribly wrong. Michael and Skeets find themselves on an Earth that is not what the history books have taught them. They are greeted by a strange man arriving through a portal. You must have made a wrong turn somewhere, Michael. 
The newly inexperienced hero, Michael Carter, and trusted sidekick Skeets thrust themselves into a war to save space-time continuum alongside a magician who can do more than shuffle cards. What will become of this duo? Will Michael learn what it means to become a true hero? Who could, on- who could be behind the collision of all the timelines? Only one side shall conquer. The weight of the universe is on the shoulders of Booster Gold and Doctor Strange. So I wanted Scott Derrickson to direct this because he's already done the other <clears throat> Doctor Strange movies. I think Booster Gold would be great as Adam Sandberg, Andy Sandberg, <clears throat> and re- obviously returning as Doctor Strange, Benedict Cumberbatch. And the villain of this movie would be none other than Kang the Conqueror, since it's to fit in with the time. And I think Woody Harrelson would per- play a perfect Kang the Conqueror. In this origin story of Booster Gold, someone who hasn't seen live action yet, at least I don't know of, it would fit perfectly in the current MCU we already have. The superhero team-up would take on Kang the Conqueror to fit the time travel narrative. Time. Whoa! These two, I, dudes, Schubert, these two dudes came to play this week, man. Time, yeah. Time, time, time. Can I just say I love that we have Booster Gold, Nova, and Martian Manhunter in this pitch? Oh my god! Yes, right? <laughs> Yo, that's some good stuff. Schubert, you can go first, man, with your questions, and I'll go after. Uh, I guess my big question uh, with the Nova Martian Manhunter, uh, how how is Nova getting into the Martian Manhunter universe? And then do you want me to pour, do another question for Subculture Vulture 2? Yeah, if you got one. All right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, for Subculture Vulture, my question is um, for people who don't really understand a lot of... Um, background information like what was some of the stuff in the beginning like i kind of got lost in the beginning until you actually named who you were gonna have in there okay so it's wait wait, don't go right now just 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 wait and then uh for luis my question is uh kind of along the lines of schubert like are we taking place in dc taking place in marvel where we where are we taking place at and for justin my question is basically is this more of a booster gold origin? How does like I, I know it's he's traveling through space, so are we follow is he like lead? We following him, or is like how much of a role does Doctor Strange play in this? That's really my question. Is he just the crux of getting us to Marvel, or is he like the main guy? So uh yeah, that that that's my question. Schubert, whenever right. you're ready to get started. We, we started with uh with Luis, so we'll start with Luis again. Uh He's got 30 seconds to answer our questions, and then Subculture Warfare has 30 seconds to answer the question. So, Luis, are you ready? Yep, let's go. All right, go ahead. All right. All right. Yeah. No. no, you can go. Yeah. Ah! Like, um, all right, so basically for me, like my idea is that functionally, in this movie team-up, it would uh, I would have Nova B and the Nova Corps be Green Lantern Corps in this idea is that, that I'm having. So it's definitely DC- Especially since in, damn. Okay, especially since in the comics, Nova's kind of the last Nova Corp member anyway. So you don't necessarily need to replace the Green Lantern Corps. They'll still be there, whatever, whatever. But let's say All you right, need to bolster. Damn. Go ahead. <laughs> you'll be. You'll have more to say when you. No, no, uh, no, no, you no. Yeah, when you get to your thing, Justin. <laughs> uh, Schubert put through thirty seconds on the clock. Yeah. All right, Justin. You can go in three, two, one. Yes, this is an origin story for Booster Gold. However, Doctor Strange plays a large part of it by trying to take him under his wing, per se, even though they don't share any, you know, the same superpowers. 
So the big, not the whole beginning half, but maybe a good 20 to 30 minutes would be, well, maybe around 20. It would be him, just the origin story of him. <clears throat> and then afterward would be the team up. Okay, cool, 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 cool. All right, yeah, it's time. All right, let's put a minute on the clock so Luis can begin his rebuttal to uh, Justin's pitch as well as bolster any arguments he wants to make. All right, Luis, should we put one minute on the clock in three, two, one? Begin your pitch. Here's the problem. I love Justin's pitch. Anything with Booster Gold, I'm going to like be interested in, so I'm going to try to stay out of that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I think what has to happen is... Ah, oh, man. See? Now I'm like stuck uh functionally like i said nova corp nova would basically be helping out everybody uh you could have him lost in space whatever you could find him he comes in he saves everything because he's nova he's the best um martian the white the white martians are like one of the bigger threats that are kind of the one of the bigger invasion threats and they're it's just a like a fun storyline to have and anything that kind of like has a sort of espionage feel to it like i feel like it needs to be uh it needs to have like gravitas to it and i really like the idea of both of them i'm not really sure where i'm gonna go with this now because i have five seconds four three two i'm done yeah <laughs> <laughs> awesome awesome all right justin schubert put one minute on the clock so justin can give us his final arguments and in three two one justin begin your pitch brother thank you for the praise Luis. um however i don't really think that your movie sounds like it's like very put together. It sounds like it would be kind of space apart. However, uh, that was kind of rude, but that's You're what this fine. is about. Justin, go, we're coming. <laughs> go. Um, I, I really, I guess, I have nothing else to say. Rather, again, for my movie. So yeah, I just ended there. All right, all right. <laughs> took, his, took his time feeling bad. No, man, we want these jabs. You could have made, you could have like crushed me a little bit more. I mean, <laughs> I, like I, 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 I went to, and then it just left my head. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, when I was listening to you, I was like, yeah, it's this, this, this. I was making a list, and then when I went to go say it, it just went. That <laughs> <laughs> happens. Yeah, that that happens, man. Oh, the bright lights are on, but not nah, both. Interesting pitches, Shubert. You want me to start, or do you want to start? Uh, well, I'll start. Well, the thing with Subculture Vulture's pitch was for the first minute of it, I was completely lost until, <laughs> until he told me Booster Gold and Doctor Strange. So I didn't know what was going on until those two names popped up. But I mean, like, uh, like, um, Luis said, I'm really into the idea of doing anything Booster Gold. I think Andy Samberg is the perfect cast for Booster Gold. And um, it's definitely interesting. Um, but with Luis's, I do really like the idea of mixing Nova with Martian Manhunter. Nova's kind of a newer character to me, but I'm really kind of starting to be interested in the idea of seeing him portrayed in some kind of space and marble. So I'd really like to see that happen. And same with Martian Manhunter. Uh, but like, uh, like uh, Subculture Vulture said, man, like I don't oh, yeah. think... Uh, it's all as put together as the other one was. Yeah, that's my thing. That's where I'll come in. Like, Justin kind of shocked me. Let me be honest. Justin came out balls on the wall, like on fire, like started using Michael's card. I was like, oh, shit, this dude, all right. He did some research. And like, I was like, all right, dope. I see where he's going. And like, 
I understand his pitch. His pitch makes sense why they would be in each other's universe. And that's yeah. my thing with, with Luis. He, we didn't tell him that they had to meld it. It's just that's the battle that Justin played. So when Justin played that card, it's like, all right, well, I, now I kind of want to know how yours got together. If Justin never played well, that it card. Is, it is, that is part of the deal, though. I mean, we're talking about meshing two different franchises in <clears> together. <throat> like, how do you get that done? Who has... Where does that uh, universe lie? Like, is it more of like it's, a Jimmy and space, Timmy guys. crossover, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, it's like... It's, it's space. space. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, yeah. No, we get, we get what you're saying, but like, it's I know, just... No, I know, I'm just fucking around. Go ahead. Sorry. Look. Oh, no, it's, you're, you're good. But yeah, it's just like, how does this take... How does this happen? Where does this go? But round one, Schubert, I think I'm going I'm to give my point to Justin. Although I will, I must agree with Luis that... DC should utilize the White Martians because they were some of their best aliens, of course. Yeah, Lo- I, mean, I love, especially I love since they're bringing about in scrolls now. So. Yeah, no, facts, facts. So round one for me goes to Justin. Who you got? Yeah, I have, to, I have to give it to Justin as well, man. I like you said, I would, did not expect him to come out with just spitting with like a whole almost story coming yeah, out like, here. He came, like that's cr- a round one. I sat there and I wrote like a whole narrative. Like, that's hilarious. And then I condensed it down. That's why it probably didn't make sense because I was trying to condense the fuck out of it so I could get it down in two minutes. Well, here's the other thing. Like you said, Michael Scott, and I was like, or you said uh, Blue Circle's name, and I was like, oh, done. I'm in. I'm so I'm totally in. And these two guys are lost. I'm like, no. <laughs> We're good. Yeah, We're- man. I, I remember seeing it. Like I'm not too big of a DC buff, but I remember watching. Like I think it was Justice League Unlimited. It was one of the Justice League shows, and like he had came in. I was like, I fucking love this character. Like, yeah. I've always loved Booster Gold, but I always forget about him. So then when I was doing this, I was like, that'd be perfect. Oh, you Because, like, he's never been on Steam. Yeah, no, I think the Andy was... Sandberg casting was really good, too. I can totally see that. Yeah, and I even like Kang, man. Like, it, it was just like, that's a fun movie. But yeah. let's get to round two. Justin, you get to choose whether or not you want to go first or, or second once we hear the question. Uh, so let's start. I'm going to spin the wheel and tell you what you land on. All right, Justin, you landed on film. Pick a number, one through five. Now. Give, me that, give me that three. All right, one, two, three. Okay. All right, I so, got it. Oh, you, all right, go ahead. Yeah, pitch a documentary topic that you would like to see explored. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, can, I, can I say? Can I say something? I, yeah, I hate documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious, Justin. Do you want to go first or second? He's gonna go second. I'll go first. Oh, okay. I love you. Justin, All right. Shit. All right. So Schubert, put a minute on the clock, and then right. Justin, you will begin your pitch in three, two, one. Let's hear it, brother. Uh, I think there should be a documentary. About uh, people who make candles for a living, like what? What kind of like, like what kind of life is it working in a plant where you have to sit there and create candles? And what kind of trials and tribulations do you go through? All right, that's it. All right, all right, all right. Cool, cool, cool. All the trials, all the tribulations. All right, Schubert, put a minute on the clock for Louise. Luis, you can begin your pitch in three. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Give me, give me the official topic. The, to throw out again. the question is: pitch a documentary topic that you would like to see explored. Very vague, so you can take this. this you can do anything. Yeah. Yeah, you can. Do <laughs> so you can begin your pitch in three, two, one. I want something on craft breweries. That's all I want. Like I love 
any like anything about the process of beer making right now, I'm so in. Uh, like Urban South, like I do, I do a lot of these uh, like brewery tours right now. So I've been doing it over the last year with like my brother and my sister, or both my brothers and my sister. And uh, so like we went to Port Orleans the other day for my brother's birthday, and like we went to Nola Brewing too. And it's just fun to like see how they kind of put stuff together, and they really play with it a lot. And I would love to see more of that behind the scenes. Cool. All right. All right. Schubert, uh, do you have any questions for either gentleman? Um, I got so many like, questions about candles right now. The the one thing I would say to both of you is both documentaries seem like an episode of how it's made. Yeah, um, you're right. How how do you think it could be? Different that wasn't that, that wasn't that wasn't the question. How no. it's made dream, how it's made dream episodes. <laughs> no, <laughs> Schubert coming with the hard, with the hard judging this week. I see you, boy. All right, man. I don't Schubert. Schubert kind of answered my question. I didn't even know if I was gonna even say that. But let's get it, man. Schubert, put. Uh, 30 seconds on the clock for Justin to get, begin his final argument slash rebuttal. You can say what you want about Louise's pitch or bolster your own pitch. Schubert, put 30 seconds on the clock. All right, Justin, you can begin in three, two, one. Louise's pitch fucking sucks, bro. Like, no one <laughs> no one likes fucking craft beer, okay? How dare you? This shit is disgusting, and no one cares about it. <laughs> candles, however, <laughs> everyone uses candle. fucking candles. And it, it, my story is going to follow a man named Luis just to piss you off. And it's, it's going to be his story about how he hates his boss, okay? It'll be a documentary about their lives, not actually how candles are made. It's about the lives <laughs> of the workers in the candle business. The trial of the candle business, mother bleeders. All right, that's it. <laughs> Very interesting rebuttal. Uh, Luis, we will put 30 seconds on the clock for you, my man. Schubert, in three, two, one. Luis, begin your pitch. I just get to yell trials and tribulations all day about uh, breweries. That's it. That's good. Is that how it goes, Justin? <laughs> trials and tribulations of breweries. Is that it? All right. <laughs> wow. I'm just gonna go like, on the books here and say like we were just not prepared for this type of question and that this one is not that great. I, w- I will say that if it was me, I would have said bringing Zion to New Orleans. Mm, that that's one for Luis. He could have did. Yeah. Look, I, my thing is, God. I liked. I, honestly, Luis was winning that. Like he was. Like well, I mean, still, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if Justin won just because of his closing arguments, but like in round one. Luis, kid, like uh, he he started off pretty hot. I was interested in the story. Like he sold me on his family and his experiences. I was like, all right, cool. I'm down to see this craft beer experience that him and his people saw and that 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 they enjoyed that time. I want to see how they're made. I'm down with that. Justin's thing. He round one like candles. All right, what the hell? I mean. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to fucking watch that, but Can, can I just cool. say something? I had to look around the room, and that was the first thing. <laughs> Is I that saw. what it was? Oh, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. But his, his rebuttal, I thought that was funny, yet he didn't attack his pitch. He Well, he kind of attacked his pitch, but like he went for comedy, which I must give him some points for. Schubert, me, I got to... I gotta go with Luis in this round, even though like he didn't use his rebuttal time, but his his round one was still better than what Justin told me about <laughs> candles. I mean, it's really hard because like I feel like now that I've heard both pitches, I could come up with a pitch for both of them. Same, no, I would. I feel you. How, how um, dare you, Adam? How dare you? Especially the craft beer one. So like that was the one thing from Luis's that I was missing a lot of. It was like there was a lot of things that I wanted to hear that I just didn't hear. Um, Zion, one more time. <laughs> no, 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 not my, bad. My goal is not to mention the Pelicans here. 
All right, Schubert, who you got, man? Uh, I'd say I, just because I want to go to the mystery third judge, I'm going to say Justin. Ah! <laughs> All right, y'all give me a second. Uh, Schubert, you can talk with these guys. I will consult the mystery third judge, and then we will, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll come back he in needs, a couple seconds. He needs to be heard. If if we don't hear him, then I think this is going to be like yeah, this is, treason. I don't, want, I don't want just two Linden votes. This is bull. No, it's not definitely not two Linden votes. No, it, so, it's one hundred percent not two Linden votes. There's definitely so you know how y'all like you know how y'all like bring in Shem, Shem and uh, he only gets to talk Pelicans, and I always yell at him about uh, how he doesn't get to talk about anything else. I'm the opposite. I'm just going to talk about everything else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I feel you. <laughs> our mystery third judge has an, an answer. He has said he's going with Luis's pitch on the basis of yes. show, show, your, show yourself there, Judge. He will. He, you can tweet at him. I'll give y'all his his Twitter handle at the end of this, but like I will give y'all this off air. But uh, so he says he says as the following: He loved Justin's rebuttal. He thinks that 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 was a he he wants to see more rebuttals of a higher validity or a high a higher uh violity. The word he said big validity. Yeah, validity. He wants to see something a little more. He liked the aggressive uh, rebuttal that Justin did, but he just didn't think he, he, he didn't think Justin's <laughs> pitch was anything worth a damn. And he thought yeah. Luis's pitch was pretty damn good. But Luis, he said you got to start using more of your rebuttal time. But he still went with I should have said it was on Hallmark, you know. That way it would have synced in that people would watch it. <laughs> Maybe so. All right, so Luis. You get to uh, now control the game board. I will spin the wheel. This one has landed on television. So, Luis, I need a number between one and four. Two. Two? All right. One, two. Man, you guys are picking some interesting topics this game. (laughs) All right, this one. Forged in. Let me read the discussion. Forged of Fire and Blown Away are two popular reality competition shows that we like to talk about on Bros Who Binge. Pitch a real-life job or craft that could be a competition series. Real-life job or craft? I'm going first. Oh, he's gone. He's confident. Let's go. All right. right. Put a minute on the clock. So wait, can you just refresh the question for me one more time? I'll, I'll repeat it. And I'll give you an example if you don't know the two shows that we said. Forged and Fire are, and Blown Away are two popular reality competition shows that we like to talk about on Bros Who Binge. Pitch a real-life job or craft that could be a competition series. For example, Chopped is a food cooking competition series. Forged and Fire is an ironworking, metal blacksmithing competition. Blown Away is glass blowing. Pitch a, a, a reality, real-life job or craft that could be a competition series. Louise says he wants to go first. Schubert, put a minute on the clock. And Luis, you can begin your pitch in three, three two, two, one. I'm stealing the name "Blown Away" for my candle, my competitive candle making series. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're gonna have challenges. We're gonna see who can make the best wick, longest wick, uh, longest burning wick. Um, what else? Smells. We have to incorporate smells, but like weird smells. I don't know. Grass cutting, uh, Zion Williamson sweat. These <laughs> things that I'm like in love with right now. Uh, what else? Uh, how much time? Give me a time. 30. Oh, man. That's a long time. Uh, so, let's see. We could also have, like, weird candles. Uh, what kind of colors can you do? What kind of 
things can you trap inside of a candle and make like a prize? Have you guys seen these like ring prize things? Oh my god, they're like the best. You don't win anything, but still. Uh, so yeah, blown away the candle edition. Ooh, all right, Schubert, stop the clock. Like that. All right, cool. All right, Justin. I kind of like that. I'm just being honest. Yeah. Justin, uh, Justin, you can begin your pitch in three, two, one. Let's hear it. Uh, so I think electrical work gets very looked down upon. Uh, I am currently an electrician myself, and I think that we could have a great game show. You get two new construction houses, and you see who can wire the entire house first. <clears throat> There's a lot that goes on in electrical work that most people not know. It is how my comedy actually articulated itself. There's lots of banter. It could be an amazing show. Mostly, you could see the relationships between the workers and all the banter that goes on. And then at the end product, you see it does the best work. All right, all right. All right. Schubert, stop the clock, Schubert. You got any questions for either competitor? Uh, for Justin's, I have... Um... How how long do you think it would take for one competition to last? Like, would it be like a, a like, of course, it'd be like an hour long episode, but would it be of them doing that throughout the week or do they have to do it in a certain amount of days? And then with the candles, uh, I really just want to know what they win. And I that's kind of what I want to know. In, actually, for Luis, my question was kind of similar to yours. Is this like a season long? They're building candles in each episode, like they pick like a loser to vote off the island type deal, or is it each episode four different or three different candle makers come and they make candles and then they and then you know people judge? And Justin, my thing was similar. My thing, my question was the same as Schubert. So yeah, uh, Luis, we'll put thirty seconds on the clock for you to begin your final argument slash rebuttal. Schubert, you can begin the time in three. Two, one, Luis, let's hear it. So I saw this more of like a nailed it kind of thing where you bring in new people every time, whoever wins, wins, whatever, $10,000 to their new family. My questions are for Justin, can we have, instead of experienced electricians, can we have new electricians? The element of death is a big thing. Let's do it. And <laughs> Is that it? Yeah, that's it. All right, all right, all right. All right. Just, uh, Schubert, put 30 seconds on the clock. For Justin, Justin, you can begin your rebuttal in three, two, one. All right. So yes, there will be absolutely new electricians. The whole yes! game, the whole game show would be two con two electrical contractors have one master electrician on each house, and they have a whole crew of maybe five each of new electricians, and whoever can get it done first wins. And they have two days, so it would be a matter of filming throughout the two days, but condensed down to be the TV show. And they would also win. From it would be putting on by like an electrical contractor place, uh, and you'd win like, let's say, ten thousand dollars in materials for like your company or something. Did you steal my ten thousand dollars? You stole my number. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm gonna go ahead and pick uh, ten thousand dollars too. Yeah, it was fresh in my head, so I just <laughs> can't imagine why. Schubert, uh, tell me how you feeling, man, because this is another interesting round. Like this, this time both dudes gave pitches that I liked. I, 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 like figured, it out, I figured it out. I figured it out. Lyndon says interesting when it's like, ah, what are we gonna do with this? <laughs> no, I, I think I think what was really interesting is that um, Luis really helped me think more about Justin's pitch. Like I didn't God think about the it, whole element a... of death. Like, <laughs> that makes that a little bit more interesting. <laughs> Like, are these dudes going to be dying or burning down houses and electrical fires? I get like half like, a point. I get like half a point for that. 
Luis's thing was like chopped, but with uh, candles. So I, you know me, Schubert. I dig like the four person like comp coming in, and I was in it. But then Justin's thing I, with the death. Like I don't, I don't know. I don't know where I'm but I also, I look, I'm just I also saying that's what dig. I want. I want death out of an electrician show. Let's do it. I do dig the candle one, also for the fact that it was kind of sh- throwing shade, and I assume that that was the idea. <laughs> yeah, that's I do. It was definitely shade about my previous bitch. How dare you? I would never. <laughs> points were for sure acknowledged in, in my thing. So, Schubert, where are you going with this one? Um, man, I just want to see some electricians get el- fried, man. <laughs> like, you just, like, wait, 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 time out, time out. So, you just see, like, they're trying to wire something up. All of a sudden, like, the screen just turns, like, grayscale. And it's like, we can't show you what just happened. However, we lost three people. I was playing side. JoJo music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's hilarious. Schubert, you went with Justin. Um, Shit, man. Like, where do where am I going with this? I, I don't. Oh man. All right. So, I like Justin's a lot. I did, but I like Louise's a lot. Oh man, I'm going. I going back to the third judge. No, 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 no. I'm not. Oh, I'm not, yes. not going, I'm not going back to the third judge. I'm going with Justin. I feel like I won that for Justin. You did. You kind of did. Yes, <laughs> and that's my thing with your rebuttal. Don't help. Like, here's that guy. Look, like, look he, I understand. I understand. I understand. Don't help him, but like, man, like as soon as he said that, I was like, we're gonna have people die, right? And he never said it, and I was like, shit, we're gonna have people die. Let's do it. Uh, so I w- I'm glad y'all voted now, because like, yeah, I don't think anyone would die because when you're wiring up the house, there's like no how, electrical. How you know, dare you? Why would you? Why would you? Wow! It's oh, <laughs> bullshit. I mean, they, they could die by like falling off a ladder or like you know okay. other shit like that. But, I had other questions. You know, Did you say your comedy comes from an electrician? And I, I didn't know if you meant like because of like the banter or because of like getting shocked. But I assume you mean the banter. Oh, okay. Dope. I, I've, I've been electrocuted, maybe. Oh, of course you have. Oh, I'm not shocked. I'm surprised. I was looking up fans this morning. I got electrocuted. <laughs> That's but no, I'm, I'm, glad, that. I'm glad you waited to say that till the end because that if you'd have said that while me and Shuba were making a decision, you would have lost. Yeah. Dumpy, how, how dare you? All right, so Justin, you have control of the game board. Let me spin the wheel. All right, you have the uh, choice pitch. So there's no, there's no choices. There's no, they're like no. Uh, there's only one option. So this week's choice pitch is: Which of these '80s high school films would you choose to remake for today's teens? If you don't know a film, I can provide a description before you make your choice. These are the list of films that you can choose from. Number one, The Breakfast Club. Number two, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Number three, Weird Science. Number four, Teen Wolf. Number five, War Games. Number six, Dead Poet Society. Number seven, Heathers. Number eight, Back to the Future. Number nine, Goonies. Number 10, The Lost Boys. Let me repeat that question again because it's a long question. It's not Which- MTV's Teen Wolf. Yeah, no, no, it's it's the Michael J. Yeah. Fox. Which of these 80s high school films would you remake for today's teens? If you don't know a description of the film, I can provide one. Number one, The Breakfast Club. Number two, Ferris, Day, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Number three, Weird Science. Number four, Teen Wolf. Number five, War Games. Number six, Dead Poet Society. Number seven, Heathers. Number eight, Back to the Future. Number nine, Goonies. Number 10, Lost Boys. Justin, do you want to go first? The score is now two to one. Let me, let me... Uh, articulate that before we go any further. The score is two to one. Justin, Justin, do you want to go first or second? Uh, I'll go first. I All right, Justin's going first. I, I thought. Do you good. need any clarification on any of the nope. movies? Okay, good. All right, cool, cool. So that must means he knows the movie he's about to. Uh, let's get it. All right, Justin, we're gonna put one uh, minute on the clock. 
your pitch can begin in three, two, one. All right, so Ferris Bueller. We're gonna God change. We're, we're gonna completely change his name, but for the sake of the thing, it's gonna be Ferris Bueller's kid. So instead of his dad's prize car being his car, it's gonna be a new Tesla, and he's gonna go through the trials and tribulations of skipping school. <laughs> I had to say it, and he's gonna be skipping school, and uh, we're in the in the new era where you know texting and Instagram and stuff happens, you know, and he's gonna be posting his whole adventure on his Finsta so that his fans can see it, and it's going to be an amazing time. And at the end, he learns that absolutely nothing. He just doesn't fucking care because it. That's he's cool now. His, his, All right. His, yeah, go ahead. Right. The, that was hilarious. <laughs> oh man! All right, Luis, you can begin. You, let me repeat the question for you one more time, just so you can get it. Which of these '80s high school films would you choose to remake today for today's teens? If you don't know a film, I can provide the description before you make your choice. Number one, The Breakfast Club. Ferris Bueller is off the board. Number three, Weird Science. Number four, Teen Wolf. Number five, War Games. Number six, Dead Poet Society. Number seven, Heather's. Number eight, Back to the Future. Number nine, Goonies. Number ten, The Lost Boys. Schubert, put one minute on the clock. Louise, if you are ready, you can begin your pitch in three, two, one. All right. So we're going with War Games because he took the other goddamn uh, Matthew Broderick movie. Uh, so we are going to be, let's see, we're going to try to do this as anything with augmented reality. So plugging in, uh, you're fighting that kind of computer. Uh, it's going to be trying out, let's say, his dad is developing a video game. Or, God, now I just realized that this sounds like Ready Player One, and I don't like that. Ugh. Damn. Can I switch to Heathers? Nope. Can't switch to Heathers. I don't really know Heathers. You still have um, time? You can switch to whatever you want. You still got time left. No, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, so, let's see. So, some kind of... Man, I just threw off my War Games pitch all the way doing this. Damn. Nope. Come back. I'm going to rebuttal this. I'm going right. to rebuttal the hell out of this. All right. So, so you got uh, 30 seconds to, to do your final arguments. Your rebuttal's hard because we don't know which movie Luigi's rocking. <laughs> <laughs> but, Are you saying going to do war games? Okay. I can do war games. I can do war games. Okay. Not. So, we'll Justin, you can just finalize your pitch. In, uh, yeah. So, you can. Well, begin. I mean, we got to. Do you have any questions for either one, Lennon? No. Uh, <laughs> what's what's Luis's movie? <laughs> that. <laughs> I got your question. One. I got your question for you. Don't worry. For Justin, um, my question is, uh, is this is this gonna be like him, his parents are gonna have to find his fence to get like? Is it, it's just these these kids these days are we clout chasing? Are we seeing Vine stuff being made? Like, give me like where are they going? Like in Ferris Bueller, they went to Chicago. Do they still live in Chicago? Where are we going? Uh, like, does he have any friends? Like, and if so, like how many friends are with him, or is he by himself? And his friends are his followers. Like, where where are we going with this? That's that's my question for Justin Schubert. What you got? Uh, well, I had a, a different question, and I don't want to pile it on for his thirty seconds. Mainly, if you can just give me. You know, in Ferris Bueller's movie, there's a lot of iconic moments like going to the Cubs game or being in the parade. Very similar to what Lyndon said with location. Can you give me an example of some big event that this Bueller child is going to have to go through? All right. So, uh, well, Justin, we'll put 30 seconds on the clock. You can begin your pitch in three, two, one. 
All right, so this movie is going to completely break the fourth wall. It does exactly everything that the o- older movie has done, except he's going to be posting it online, but he doesn't give a fuck about it in real life. And that's going to be the whole comedy of the show, is he's like, hey, I'm just doing this so everyone on my Instagram likes me. I don't even like doing this stuff. You know, it's going to be the, all of that. And I think Michael, no. Hmm. I don't know, I lost it there. However... He's going to do exactly the same thing as the old movie, and it's just going to make fun of that. Time zone. All right, all right. Luis, you got 30 seconds to begin your pitch in three, <laughs> two, one. So obviously I'm just going to now help Justin's movie like I did his uh, reality TV show. Um, so the thing that the event that it should be is that he tries to win something on the sneakers app. Have you ever done this? Because it's fucking hard as shit. Uh so that's going to be his big moment, his Cubs game, his his parade. It's going to be winning something on the sneakers app because it's really hard to do. That's it. That's all I got. That's your, my rebuttal. All I completely right. lost. All <laughs> right. All right. Schubert, um, Bold move. Well, well, let me say this. If Louise would have actually pitched his thing, the way that Justin's rebuttal just went, you might have won. Because, like, I, I was into Justin's pitch, and then, like, I didn't understand if, like, oh, like, is he a sad boy? And this is, like, an education on how social media is sad? Or, like, or does he, is, he just too, is he just too cool for school? Like, what, oh, yeah. what's, the, what's the dealio with him? Schubert, how do you feel about this, this reminds one. me a lot about a lot like that Charles one Brooklyn time yeah where like where Charles said uh, Sean Combs and you know Brooklyn <laughs> only came with a rebuttal and I was like I was like man I just don't like Charles's pitch but there's like nothing I can do there isn't anything to do because there Dude, isn't no, so I started I started I'm like oh shit this is Ready Player One nope don't want to do this oh. Hey, but I would have I, I wish you would have kept going with it because yeah, like, I know I know but like out not... of all of those that was the one I wanted. I know I like Damn. war games. I thought well, I thought I somebody think, was gonna say. Back I think to you need to change the way you judge, and you can't say I'm just gonna pick this one because I like this one better. You have to listen to him. No, <laughs> what was he come on, Adam. What are you talking about? I didn't. I never said that. I said I said if if I would have I would have pitched war games, and like he didn't do a good enough job for me to want to pick him. I thought it was funny because I, 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 I knew what you were doing. I was I was like calling him out. You better pick me. Controversy with the judging for this match. All right. Um, the score. Is, the score is now three to one in favor of Justin. Justin, you control the game. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, we did. We switch to Luis. I'm I switching. To, I'm picking Luis because Justin just trashed me, and I picked him on every single <laughs> damn thing. And then he's gonna say that I'm gonna just pick based on some bullshit. So I'm gonna taint it. You know what? Two, two. Go two, two. Let's do another round. Oh no. All right. Well, we will. I'm gonna ask the Mr. Third Judge what he feels. <laughs> he he's kind of with Schubert. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want to want to come out, if you want to attack the judge after he's picked you every single time, then I guess. That was you Schubert. Oh man, <laughs> Justin and his candle, yeah. burn it down, Ooh, please. I got. I, I'm fine with what you, how you feel, but I'm just saying I was definitely joking. Mm. I got, I got the vibe, but hey, it's two. It Eat is, it. Uh, it is, uh, it is uh, two to two. So this is our <laughs> final question, and we're gonna, we're gonna do this and we're gonna keep it moving. So Justin, look, man, don't, don't let that get you down, brother. You can win it right here. Let, so, it, let uh, it get you down. Let it get you down. <laughs> so Louise, you control the board right now. Let me spin the wheel. Hey, give me, give me two seconds. I'm gonna put on my like headset. Oh yeah, do your thing. All right, so 
Ju- uh, Schubert, I mean, Luis, your category is film. So pick a number between one and four. Three. Three? All right, Schubert, I got this one. One, two, three. All right. Uh, do I want to? All right, whatever. That's a question it landed on. I can't. I'm not gonna change it. So Martin, Sc- no, just, just just we're rocking with it. Martin Scorsese is known for his gangster movies. Pitch a gangster to use in a movie that you would like to see him tackle. Can you can interpret oh the word gangster however oh. you want in the sense of that? I mean, like, oh, you just co- said that, and now I'm like, oh, I want to dick around with this, but now I don't. Go ahead, keep going, keep going. The, the cops are a gang. You, like, if some people say that, you can interpret this how, gang. The word gangster, as long as you explain it well enough for me to understand and Schubert to understand, we will accept it. So the question is: Martin Scorsese is known for his gangster movies. Pitch a gangster for him to use in a movie that you would like to see him tackle. You can interpret the word gangster however you want. Schubert, I mean, no, not Schubert. Luis, uh, do you want to go first or second? Second. All right, Justin, we're gonna put mm. one one minute on the clock. Oh, I know where exactly how I would go with this. But uh <sighs> all right, Justin, your time begins in three, two, one. So since we're talking about gangsters, we have to go with the original OGs. Snoop Doggy Dog. He's a fucking gangster. We need a biopic on Snoop Dogg. I'm just kidding, I'm flipping that. The real OG <laughs> Juvie, bro. I haven't seen a movie about Juvie. If there is one, I wanna see it, but I don't think there is one. So I would love to see how him and everything, you know, I don't know. It's done. All right. All right. All right. Uh, Luis, you got one minute to begin your pitch. You can begin your pitch in three, two, one. All right. So it's funny because I was going to go with a rapper too. I was like, oh, 50 Cent, easy. Uh, Stephanie St. Clair, though, uh, is actually an actual gangster. Uh, she was Queenie. And I'm trying to remember. See, now I don't remember. I just remember uh, in Harlem. She was in Harlem. She's a gangster in Harlem. This is during the Prohibition era. Uh, this is actually right after Prohibition. Uh, this is what I get for doing this by memory and not looking it up. Uh, she was super active in the Black community. She helped. Uh, she had the name Queenie. Uh, she was t- t- a very steal from the rich kind of person. That's all I got right now. Okay. All right. All right. Justin, you got 30 seconds on your rebuttal to, to vamp or to... Oh, no, Shubert, you got any questions for either one of them? I don't know who Juvenile is. You have to explain it to me. You don't know who Juvenile is for real? Time out. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. What just happened? You re- Wait, you don't? I, I don't was... know who that is. Shub- wait, Shubert, are you being serious? I think I'm he's being, I think he's being, I I think he's being dead ass right now. What is happening? Uh, well, Justin, you got to explain that. I- oh, God. <laughs> what are you going to... <laughs> we'll get into this a little bit. I know how I know how you can explain it, and I hope you're reading my mind right now because this is hilarious. But all right, <laughs> sorry, that was me. That was just a random rapper. It wasn't juvenile. But uh, all right, uh, Justin, you can begin your pitch in three, two, one. I feel like this is a trap. And... Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know. I think that a movie about Juvie and the Hot Boys would be an amazing depiction on Orleans Rap. You're going to have to explain the Hot Boys to Adam. Yeah, well, they're not cold, <laughs> let me tell you. They're hot. All right? It's too cold out here to be a hot boy nowadays because of global warming. You know what I mean? So it's like we need to see that. That's all I got. I don't know how to expand on that. I would need to I, sit down and write it. 
I mean, are they young rappers? Are they old yeah, rappers? Yeah. Like, okay, I yeah. This I don't, I don't definitely I don't, be no, about... You're done. I mean, your time's up. I mean, oh. but that's what I'm telling <laughs> I don't know who these people are. Like, I literally have zero idea. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Please, let me, wait, just let me, just let me, Schubert, have you heard Back That Ass Up? The, one song doesn't mean that I know who That's the all I'm asking are. you. Like, yeah, I know, I know the, the one song that you mentioned. Sorry. I know one song. Oh my god, I can't believe you don't know the Hot Boys either. This is crazy. I don't know who the Hot Boys are. Like I've I've only lived in I know, for just like a minute. Okay, okay, all right, all right. So uh to be fair, okay, okay, to be fair, like I thought DJ Jubilee, like I used to listen to that stuff. Like you they used to play at like middle school dances, right? And like I found out when I went to college that like nobody knows who that is, and I'm like, this is the weirdest thing about <laughs> I just thought DJ Jubilee was like everywhere. But no, yeah, I have no idea who that is. is. I know, that's what I'm saying. And you've heard Ju- a song, maybe. Juvenile is the lead rapper of, uh, well, was the lead rapper of Cash Money before, I can't believe I'm, I'm explaining, but he was the lead rapper of Cash <laughs> Money yeah. before be- uh, Wayne took over, and the Hot Boys are a mixture of Lil Wayne, BG, Turk, and that, that's, that's uh, Birdman's rap group of the Wow, night. that would have changed everything. <laughs> it's funny because you say that, and like you're being serious, but it also sounds like a joke. He's, yeah. he's being dead ass. No, no, he's totally being dead ass. I got it. No, I got it when he said it because, like, he said it and I was like, uh, okay. But really? like, damn. Oh, sorry, Justin. All right. Well, Luis, you can begin your pitch in three, two, one. So, Queenie's big thing was that she was involved in banking because black people couldn't be involved in banking, they couldn't invest. So, she basically used to run scams to help black people invest in Harlem. Uh, she used to advocate for rights, so she's just kind of this big deal in the community. She used to advocate for legal rights, voting rights, and calling out police brutality. Basically, like, a great story for right now. That's all I got. That's your rebuttal. Yeah, I fucking love that idea. That's a great movie. <laughs> Holy shit. What an intro. This round, man. Right, you can go first before I say anything, because I know you got you got your thoughts, Braj. I mean, it's just, it, it, I didn't know who Queenie was. But I've got a very good explanation of who she was. Like, she's pretty much female, black, New York, Ro- Robin Hood. Yeah. Yep. Is, that, is that close enough? Sure. During, violence, yeah. But yeah. During the Prohibition era, too. Or like yeah. Right after. Yeah. So, and then f- on the other end, I got the name of a rapper that I didn't really know what his whole deal was, besides that he was from New Orleans and he had an interesting life. Oh, so. man. That was so... Wow. All right. So, Shubert, you're rocking with Louise? I mean, I have to. Real. This this match. This, look, future competitors out there. This match will teach you guys how to make some some answers when y'all come into the come under these bright lights. Schubert, that I mean, look, man. I, I like Justin's pitch just because I know who he is, but I I understand your criticism, and I'm I'm gonna back you up because it's like you were being dead ass, and if like, it really like tell stuff. me what little Wayne like I did. I didn't know Little Wayne was any part of that. Like it, it felt, it felt like it felt like you punched Justin in the face. It, you, what was you, you said? What it. was actually what was actually really crazy to me is this dude said Snoop Dogg original OG, and I was like, and oh, okay, okay. I was and he was in. he pulled it out. Yeah, you know, I know my friend, man. That's hilarious. I knew he would <sighs> with that, and he would have rocked with it too. That's yeah. fuck funny. It, it, like you literally, it felt like you punched Justin in the face, and you said, "Who is Juvenile?" I was like, "No." It's like. <laughs> I just like lost for I couldn't fucking explain it. I don't know. It's like I don't know. And but when I was thinking about Snoop Dogg, I was like, you know, he's been in a lot of movies already and I've seen him on screen, so I kinda wanted to not talk about that. You I, know? I, I got where you were going, man. Like that's what I, that's what I'm coming to say. Like, Justin, I liked your pitch. Like I got like but see, maybe that like 
I know who he is. So it's like you didn't have to yeah. say much to me, but like I understand Schubert's criticism and like you didn't say much. And the same thing goes for Luis. Like I didn't know who Queenie was, but then he had time and he came like that's the thing with going second. He had time yeah. and he came in and he and he explained who it was. And I'm interested in seeing Scorsese. Number one, do an African American actress. Number two, do a black story, which we don't see Scorsese do a lot of. Let's be real. I don't. I don't think. Scors I don't think Scorsese. I totally forgot about that part. Part of it, like that's the thing. Like seeing Scorsese do that, that would have been interesting. I gotta go with Luis too. Man, what a close match. Three to ten. I, I just want to say that I am so sorry, Shuby. I, I didn't mean to offend you. <laughs> Well I, mean, I mean, well, I mean, one of the one of the deals is is you know, you know, we're we're giving we're doing our little back and forth here, and you know, anything that you guys say is going to be used against you. I know, you know, like I, so. I, I mean, know. like I'm we, I was literally like off of the. I don't care. Uh, I don't care away. if you go hard on me on the game. I'm just saying, like, as your friend, like, I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't mean to. Oh, bro, you don't have to pop. stop. You're fine. Yeah, you're good. Well, yeah, I mean, that literally has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> I'm just trying to be funny, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I got your joke, man. That what an interesting match. Totally different than the Charles and Brooklyn match. Luis, you go to one and zero. Oh, you move on. Uh, you're gonna wow. either, you're you're either gonna play me or Charles. In the next match that you're in, but uh, in Justin, Justin, more than likely you will end up playing either Brooklyn or Schubert in your next match that you're in. So that'll be interesting. And if you end up playing uh, Schubert, we will have Brooklyn as a judge as well as the mystery third judge. And if I'm playing, we will have Brooklyn as a judge along with the mystery third judge. But dope, dope. Thank you guys, man. Dope match. All right. Louise is moving on. Justin still has a chance to make it into the playoffs. There's still some time to get up in there. Man, dope second. Uh, dope I mean, guys, match. thank you for agreeing to come on and do this and, you know, being a part of this because we're really excited and we hope that we can keep having you on and playing just, this game. Just, just please don't punch Justin again. Oh. No, no, it's, it's okay. Uh, I, I definitely love doing this. This is like a great idea. So, like, you don't have to thank me at all. Like, this is like, I'm 100%. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Game. Like, I'm not great at this game, but like, this is no, this is fun. Like, yeah. it's just sticking around and it's fun. It's, yeah. yeah. But, like, I thought this game showed a lot. Like, this particular match, like, Justin came in. Like, right now, Justin is given the best round one. Better than even myself or Charles. Like, 100% who've won. He has had the best round one. But yeah, it's, it's... I feel like if every question was like that, where, like, you could just write them all down and get it. Like, you would have, like, amazing pitches, like, each time. And it'd be a lot easier to, like, listen and figure out things. You know what I mean? Because, like, sure. you'll have time to sit there and write them all. But, I mean, I get that's what the game is. I'm and that's round like in round two. Spontaneity. Yeah, and, uh, I do kind of like the I do kind of like the bright lights. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's when you're under the lights, man. The light, these lights affect. But thank you guys again, Schubert. I'm gonna pass it to you to finish off this episode of Bros Who Binge. All right, that was a really fun episode of Pitch It. It got a little <laughs> bit uh, interesting for sure. It got heated. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just fucking around. Nah, nah. <laughs> it was it was all it was all good. Explain to the people your thought process, just because like now that like it's over and everything, like just so they know you weren't just like you weren't you weren't upset. You were just being a judge, man. You're just being your personality. Well, I mean, that's the thing, you know, if when we're in our deliberation stage, you know, until we say who's the winner, it's all up in the air. You know, anything you say can be used against you. And, Thanks. you know. Even as a joke, he's joking about me not judging correctly. So um, if you wanted me to to do it that way, then I'll do it that way. 
Mm, the mystery third judge felt the same way, man. And and I know I mean, they I know they were like, I mean, I hear him talk, but like he 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 stays that way on purpose, you know. Until the championships yeah. in, the, in the playoffs and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, we don't want getting tainted, tainted judges. Yeah, that's but, my thing. Yeah. But I mean, that was just one of the things where you know I'm, I'm pretty much saying why I can't choose the guy's pitch. And then the dude wants to tell me that I'm not judging right. And I'm like, if I'm not judging right, then you don't win this round because I'm the judge. And that's the way that works. <laughs> he had the victory, man. He had the victory locked up. Like, the game was over. It and was like, over. Because I was like, yeah, I'm giving my point to Justin. And Schubert's about to say why he doesn't. Like, he was doing the same thing he did with Charles. Like, where it's like, oh, I don't like your pitch, but you're about to win. Justin was like, yeah, no, nah, you're, you're, you're wrong. And he's like, wait, what? All right. <laughs> Okay. All, all I said was like, if I would have done it, I would. I was interested in war games. All I said was, I was hoping that he was going to give me more because I was interested in war games. And he's like, oh well, you just like war games, and you you're just going to pick some the the pitch of one of those you like. And like, no, I'm. But now I will. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. But I knew Justin was joking, and like like I said, nobody was really upset or anything like that. It was just freaking hilarious. This is another match, man. When the bright lights are on. It just shows you gotta be ready. Justin came correct. Like I said, he had he's probably had the best round one so far. And probably then so. like to come in like round two, people gotta get better at round two. Like round two's the round where it's like round one, you have time to work on it. So like we want good pitches. And Justin showed that like that's a, a great round one. But when you come in round two, and I think both of them fumbled with this, when you're on the spot, you gotta try to like it's it's quick, man. It's quick pace. Like you gotta try to bullshit your way into a brilliant pitch, you know what I mean? Sure, and I mean, and, and I think um, at, at the very end it showed take the question seriously. Like I, I thought I asked a really legitimately easy question. Like I didn't know who Juvenile was. I just wanted an explanation about who Juvenile was. And he would one probably. Like all he had to say was who the hot boys were, and then like you'd have been like, boom, okay, I'm in it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I didn't realize that. What you're saying that he was like starting up cash money, young money? No, what juvenile was the first major artist for cash money, like he's the yeah. guy who put cash money on the map, exactly. And I mean, like, that was something that I would have recognized, you know, like I didn't get a lot. And you know, we said even later on, Little Wayne, like, that would have been another name I would have recognized, like, is. I didn't know that was a little bit too Louisiana inside baseball for me, you know, like I didn't. But I mean, if you had explained it, it would have worked, you know? Exactly. And that was, that's why I take the question seriously. Cause there's a reason that we asked them, you know, cause yeah, like, yeah. we're trying to help in a way to get what we want out of it as judges. And I think that's the most important thing at the end of the day. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. So, but yeah, no, the standings as of now are, I'm one and oh. Charles is one and oh. Luis, aka No Lapels Reddit, is one and oh. Justin BP Subculture Vulture, oh and one. Schubert, oh and one. Brooklyn, oh and one. We will announce the next match up for Pitch It in sometime in October before. Let me see. I'm going to have the date for you guys. We'll give you, we're going to give the first one around October, the week of October 8th and through the 12th. And then we'll give the second one the uh, the week of the 21st through the 26th. And you guys will get the next pitch and match at the end of the month. So you got a lot to look forward for October. But thank you again to Luis, a.k.a. Nola Pels Reddit, and Justin BP sub from the Subculture Vulture Podcast. Thank you guys a lot. We really appreciate you guys being in the league like we told you on air.
yeah, again, I'm really excited that they decided to to join us with this, and I'm hoping that we can get even more people to come on and, and do it, maybe so that I'm not competing very much because I don't know if I'm the best out there competing, but I do love writing the questions, and I do love hearing the responses. So, I mean, it's something that I'm definitely passionate about. Don't know if I, I can be the top competitor, but I love, I love putting it on. Is that gonna be my? Is that gonna have to be my role in all of this? Like, am I gonna have to be the guy that goes out for the for the belts? I don't know. I might win. I might. I might just be uh, hustling you right now. Oh, look at you talking smack. Even though I'm one and zero, partner. You already know yeah. the deal. But uh, all right, yeah, shoot, that's all we got really this week. Yeah, this has been a fun week of the Bros Binge Podcast. Definitely a a lot to to listen to in this one. I'm glad if you hang out to the end of this. So that you're still listening and that you continue to listen to this podcast. And if you are listening to things on the Bros Think Network, things that are going on with the Bros Think Network. So, by the way, Lyndon, what is going on with the Bros Think Network? Okay, by the time you guys hear this tomorrow on Tuesday, there will be a new episode of Hashtag Anime Talk. And with that being said, if you are an anime fan, we are doing our first live podcast of any show. Any sh- no show on the network has done a live podcast before. Hashtag Anime Talk is about to do one on October 19th at AVC Anime Fest in Lafayette, Louisiana at the Cajun Dome Convention Center. If you want to get tickets, get tickets today at either Ticketmaster, AVCAnimeFest.com, or the Cajun Dome Convention Center's box office. Again, Anime Talk's doing a live pod at, at AVC Anime Fest. Fest is going to be a dope, dope show. Me and Chris are talk damn near every day about the panel, what we're planning, what we got going on, what we're going to do with you guys. I'm trying to figure out a way to incorporate music. Like, I really want to make this a good show for you guys. So please, please get your tickets today. We want to fill out that that uh, that hall. We want to get all the fans in there. Bros who binge fans come through. I'm a, I could maybe convince Schubert to come through to AVC Anime Fest. We can meet up with you guys, ask a whole bunch of questions. So you guys come through. It's going to be a dope, dope show. We're putting on a damn good thing for you guys from 12 to 1. Again, on October 19th, AVC Anime Fest. Get your tickets today at Ticketmaster.com, AVCAnimeFest.com, or at the Cajun Dome Convention Center. Also, be sure to check out on Thursday the latest episode of the Bros You Think podcast. Charles and Josh will be getting you guys ready for LSU versus Utah State at some point in the week, as well as the next episode of Bros Who Been. So just be on the lookout. All right. Well, definitely keep a lookout for everything going on with the Bros Who Think Network. Then did you give them your Twitter handle and all that? Oh yeah, you can follow me at LynnBWT on Twitter and the follow Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think on Twitter. Pretty sure, yeah. I totally forgot. Yeah. I was more, I was more interested in promoting our fucking live pod. I understand. I understand. Uh, so yeah, definitely look look into all of that. And if you want to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, it's Ashubert14. Um, yeah, that's all we got here for the Bros Who Binge. Keep listening and we'll talk to you next week we'll have the joker which is going to be really excited and i know we're both really excited about it so that's going to be next to come so as always have a great week and keep binging